forced me. Um... Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the tenth of January, twenty fifteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess, and Robert Kemp. Wait, what year was that again? Twenty fifteen. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, I just don't. It's a, it's a proper year. It doesn't. It's not. It sounds too clean a number. Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. It's a proper year. It's divisible by five. Therefore, it's a proper year. Proper year. <laughs> Whenever anyone in the past has ever talked about the future, it's always a year that's invisible by at least five. No one talks about the distant future of 2,112. <laughs> in 2117. That's writing sci-fi, isn't it? It's like, it's no well, one... yeah, sometimes they will just try and mix it up, but a lot of the times it's just like to the nearest 10 or 100. Well, you know, no one says, like, we predict that uh, uh, Earth will run out of valuable resources by the year... 2462. <laughs> so it's always like, we'll run out of resources in about 10 years, like. But are you yeah. rounding it? Are you sure it's rounded to 5 and not 10? I guess it is, because well, it's if you five, think of. It's like 2045. I think five that's a, is the maybe that's a precise number. Yeah. Because it's like, if you want to be slightly more precise than the nearest 10, you go for 5. Is it something about. Any, any more precise than that, and it's like, you can't actually predict stuff that precisely. Yes. Is it something about right. numbers that just end 10 T5, you know, sort of like the T5 <laughs> sounds kind of cool? Or 25. What about 20XD6? <laughs> from Lone <laughs> Star Runner. That's a 6. But that's only that's because of, like, all the classic. It's like Super Time Force. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, but you put an X at the end when it's alternate history. I mean, Final Fantasy thirteen two does that as well. I'm sure. Mm. The year X means alternate timeline. Are we sure it's not just a... Co- uh, do you think it's a coincidence that Back to the Future came out in 1985 and it was divisible by five and it they go back to 1955 because that's not I'm sure around. that's not a coincidence. I'm sure that's because it's like a certain number of years ahead and behind, right? Well, yeah, yeah it was, but is it, it was, the it fact was that it was five? in both directions, wasn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. The fact that it was 30 in both directions makes sense. But do you think it's just a coincidence that it was on the five when they did it? Yes. Because that's when the film came out as well, isn't it? They were trying to yeah, exactly. place so do you it think, in the year that the film just was made, right? Do you think if it was made in 1984, it would they would have gone back to 54 and gone forward to 2014? And then it wouldn't go with Zach's nice round number thing. I, 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 yeah, I reckon they would have. Yeah. We're back to 1884. I don't know, 2014 just sounds too weird. 2014 sounds fine. I don't know. 2015 in my head is a is a made up number. I don't know. <laughs> 2014 perfectly normal. 2015. Yeah. Oh no. 2015. Can't yeah. have that. You'll get used to it. it. You have a whole right. year to get used to it, and then you'll be 16. What? That's like that sounds like a computer came up with it. If it's 2016, yeah, this is true. <laughs> That's what you'll oh, be saying this time next year. <laughs> 17 would yeah. be worse. Or 2048. Yeah, 2048, that's the ultimate in, like, no. <laughs> that's a malfunction with the time computer. <laughs> oh, shit, we're about to buffer overrun. Wasn't that supposed to be the joke with the, the that Minecraft, you know, the sequel thing? Not not that it's related to Minecraft, but the other Notch project that he abandoned, the spacecraft yeah, thing. Or, oh, the spacecraft thing. Yeah, where, like, he set the, he set the hibernation circuits or whatever, but he, he got it wrong with the the most significant bit or whatever or the encoding on the on the oh, number. Oh, I see. So, so, so it never hit the number well, he requested. It did hit the number but in like three million years or something. I can't remember. But that was the it's concept was it was like an eight. Maneuver. 
was like an eight bit number and it was signed differently from how he was expecting or something. I don't know. Or it was two's compliment and he thought it was the other way. I can't remember all the. You did. You actually studied this stuff. I just have no idea. I only remember. Yeah. I only vaguely remember the techniques, not necessarily the names. Yeah. None of that stuff matters. Anyway. But it does matter if you're a crazy hardware well, person. Yeah. Yeah. To a point. And if you're converting between. Yeah. Like PC and Mac, then like the actual bitwiseness is the other way round. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. I think in, in, in many cases. Craziness. So 2015, we made it. We're here. It's a new year of the Salacast, although not a new season. That doesn't start till. Not a new season yet, no. April. I'm open to ideas for the new theme tune, though, because I, I like the jazz one. this time. It's pretty good, the jazz one. <laughs> yeah, but I have to change. Oh, maybe I'd need a cut one. Maybe I'd just go back to the first one and remix it slightly. <laughs> I just yeah. heard a brilliant. Take, take the original idea and just sort of redo it with when you. Yeah, with better five, tech. five years of experience. Okay. That's not so... a bad idea, actually. Somebody sent me a chill wave version of the Seinfeld theme tune. <laughs> chill wave. Chill wave. Yeah. Is that not one of the like musical projects that Sega hire to do music on? <laughs> Daytona. It's like, it's like a weird like throwback genre of like it's kind of eighty synthy, but more kind of dream poppy, I guess. That's around. I, I have no moment. idea what you just said. You know what eighty <laughs> synthy poppy. means. I know eighty synthy. And you know what dream, dream poppy. Actually, Dream Pop comes from the 80s, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but anyway. Yeah, Dream Pop, like the Cocteau Twins or something. You know, that that weird stuff that my dad used to play in the car that with all the crazy voices and made-up language. Yep, Do you remember that weirdness? Now anyway, I understand. Yeah. It, listeners, if you haven't listened to it, check out Treasure by Cocteau Twins. It's one of the best albums ever made. <laughs> that name again? Treasure by Cocteau Twins. It's on Cocteau Spotify. Twins. Yeah, Cocteau. So it's, Cocteau Twins. Not with it doesn't have a K in it. It's like C O C T E A U. Yes. Coast I think that's how you pronounce it. Maybe it's pronounced differently. Coast Yeah, cocto. I don't know how else you do it. Anyway, cocked. Oh. But yes, it's not like that. But yeah, I'll search for Seinfeld Chill Wave, and you'll find the hilarious thing. So something like that. I thought. I thought would be pretty cool hmm. <laughs> is there any slap bass in it well it's incorporated slap, slap bass but it's quite yeah it's mixed in with all the chill waves so it sounds really weird it's pretty cool <laughs> so how's your january's going 10 10 days in fucking tiring is what it is yeah. I was super tired this morning because there hadn't been any tea in the house for two days. Oh, you suddenly had a caffeine. Yeah, I was problem. totally fucked. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the realize. end of civilization like, as we know it. Yeah. It's like, like when I this is the whole focus of Zach's life is computer games and tea, and one of them has run out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you drink tea constantly all day, every day, you don't realise how fucked you get when you haven't had any for two days. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Probably you should try coffee so withdrawal, man. That is worse than tea <laughs> withdrawal. See, I'm sort of still good on that front. I can go without coffee if I want to, because it's just, I, yeah. I'm only like a one or two a day person. Yeah, exactly. I am so, too, so yeah. I don't have it the weekend, really. Except I am uh, now. No, I still do. But, I, mean, I am right now as well. This is that's only because it's today. cold. Well, and I, yeah, the cold doesn't help. The cold makes me drink more coffee, because... Yeah. I've suddenly, I don't know what happened, what's happened to me the last few years. I've turned into the sort of cliched person that suddenly likes 
having hot drinks when it's cold. Because <laughs> you like, used to hate hot drinks. I used to hate hot drinks completely. All drinks. Yeah, because they burnt my mouth. But <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you don't want to drink them when they're that hot. <laughs> no, but I never... The problem was that they only tasted good when they were warm, like, to me. But then That's true. But then they got to the point where, like, by the time they got cold enough for me to actually be able to drink them, I didn't like them anymore. <laughs> That's how you counteract that effect. Part of it, I think, was, yeah, I wasn't, I hadn't discovered the virtues of sugaring every hot drink that I put in my face. <laughs> See, coffee. Because I didn't like, used to like I, hot I chocolate drink... either. Oh, really? It sounds, you, do you it sounds crazy. Now? Yeah. I used to wait for it to get cold and then drink the hot chocolate. Well, it depends on bedtime. Because it's like, if it's the one that uses milk or water, mm. that's like, they can be quite different. Mm. Yeah, instant hot chocolate is not nice, I don't think. You can, well, you can get those ones that are like, uh, I think like Belgian hot chocolate, which are still like gran, granules, but they're like, I don't know, taste like real chocolate. But you put them in water, do you, rather than milk? Like uh, milk. No, it's milk based, mostly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Water based is, just doesn't work. Yeah. It has to well, be milk based. It's like the trouble with that is that like milk based is just like a whole lot more effort. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like it's better, but it's so much more hassle. Well, yeah. it's not too bad microwave. with a microwave. Yeah. Microwaves do work for that. I, because my dad used Even to make it on the hob with, with a milk pan, you know, specially designed pan for milk, and it still can't fucking pour properly. Even though it has a lip on it for pouring, it just doesn't fucking work. You ever tried so to it's still like dribble down the side, like yeah. stick to it and. It sucks. Then end up yeah. all over the hob. Yeah. What happens to... if like milk falls on your hob? Do you just end up with like a seared patch of milk? Like, it's not very yeah. nice. <laughs> you can clean it off. It's fine, but it's just not nice. And um, whereas microwave is perfectly fine. You put the mugs worth of milk in the microwave and heat it up, and then put the put the powder in afterwards. Then and your mug gets super hot as well. Yeah, it does. The... Yeah, that's a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah, thinking of an intermediate method where you use two mugs or something? Yeah, and that's you what I do. One that's the kind of lazy, dumb solution that <laughs> okay. I can't move. Genius. I was actually serious. Because we didn't have any tea apart from, like, there was some loose tea. And I was oh, like, right. well, I can't be bothered to make a whole kettle's worth of tea for me. <laughs> like, actually put it in the kettle and brew it and do all you that. One of those little like tea strainer things. Well, we have a tea strainer for when you're pouring out the tea. Oh, you don't, you don't have one of those, like, little... Um, like gnome has a little, but not uh, a fully enclosed one. Though. Yeah, it's it's like a it goes in a it's like I, a well, actually, sized we, enclosure that you can just open up and put tea in it. I think we have one of those, but it's not designed for loose tea. It's designed yeah, okay. to like help a tea bag. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So maybe if maybe what I should do is take one lug, put the loose tea in there. Pour the water in it, and then use the tea strainer to pour from the from that first mug into my mug, and drain the tea leaves out that way. <laughs> okay, there's some logic there. Yeah. Do you? But have of course, that doesn't actually work because my mug is bigger than all other mugs, <laughs> and therefore I'd never be able to make a full mug's worth. You just need to buy a specific mug for when this dramatic occasion occurs. Where do you put the tea bag once you've done with it? In the tea bag. Holder, you've got a special bin, right? Yeah, and it has like oh. ventilation on it, doesn't it? Your one, like well, it yeah. has holes in the top so that the yeah, I don't think that's necessary, but it does. Well, my mum seems to think it is. Is it to dry them out so they just go solid so they're more pleasant to dispose rather Not than really, being still squelchy in the, the contained that environment? It doesn't work because the bottom is fully sealed, so all, any extra leftover liquid just ends up congealed in the bottom. Oh. 
So what's bad it's about like putting you, it straight in the bin is my question. Like what, what's you're bad putting, about You're that? putting it in the compost. That's what you're doing. That's uh, why they have this transitional phase. They stay in there until it's full and then they go in the compost. Oh, I see. No. Okay. I didn't know you could compost tea bags. It's probably dependent on exactly how your compost works because I think tea is slightly weird in that respect. I wonder if that... Presumably that's not stuff you could stick in your garden waste bucket. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You could cancel pick up. But what about you, Rob? Baseball, do you what put them on me? the side, or where do you put the tea bag? Oh, <laughs> I've got that, that, I've yeah, got that little, little dish. That little dish, like that tiny yeah. little dish that's shaped like a teapot, and they just stay there, because I'm pretty <laughs> good at getting rid of them, but I don't drink much tea, so when it gets to like five tea bags t- tall, and is like about to fall over, and there's nowhere for me to rest my teaspoon after spinning my uh, coffee around, then I like do the, do the honourable thing, curse gnome, and then put them in the bin. <laughs> So, what what's the disadvantage of putting them straight in the bin? I don't know. I I do it. You get more liquid into your bin. I yeah. Guess. yeah, but what's I suppose bad you end up with a juicy, juicy residue at the bottom of the bin that no one likes to clean? Because yeah, my mum like doesn't you... like the idea of like it, it like being hot and like having and like evaporating and having condensation on like the lid of the bin or something. I don't understand why you care what's going on in the bin. You're just going to well, chuck it out. Condensation on the lid of the bin does yeah. kind of suck. I suppose every, yeah, every now and then you do have to clean your bin, but that's a rare. It depends thing. whether you're already using a bin bag at that point or not, and well, whether the bin bag then has holes. Well, yeah, some people don't use bin bags, do they? They just use the the plastic. Yeah, the plastic container part of the bin. Mm. That's a bit weird. I'd definitely use a bin bag because how else? Because then, you... then you have to do a weird transfer, don't you? To put it in yeah. your wheelie and you'd bin. have to clean the bin every time you use the. Well, that also depends on what the what the specific requirements of your wheelie bin are. It's like, does it require? Individual bags. bags within the bin, I think, or is I think, it? Yeah, I think most nowadays I think they all do. Don't yeah, they? I think because it's like all a, the councils have decided because it's a bit of a safety hazard to have loose garbage flying around, and you don't know what could be in it. Yeah, especially if it's glass or needles. I don't know. Don't know what we do with our bin at the moment. Now that I think about it, because the council got pissed about us putting. They thought it was ash in our bin, and you're not going to put ash in the bins. Mm. But it wasn't ash. It was like. Uh, vacuum cleaner dust. Oh, we got one of those. <laughs> oh, right, I see. That must be super yeah. common. Surely yeah. you can tell between that and ash. You just put it in a bag and they don't care. Well, yeah. It, it was like, regardless of whether Dyson. it was ash or dust, it was like, okay, you actually just have to put it in a bag at this point. Oh, okay, okay. So you have to just enter the Dyson in, thing. Just put it in a bag and they don't care. But it's like our kitchen bin doesn't usually have a bin bag in it, I don't think, because it's quite a big one. Mm. Like, it probably wouldn't actually be big. I don't know. It always seems like it doesn't have a bin bag in it. But then surely they can't pour that directly into our actual bin. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone emptying that bin, strangely. I got a snotty letter the, the other day through... It was a snotty letter through the mail, I was about to say, but that's a pointless... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pointless... Got a snotty letter bit. through the window. Yeah, on a brick. they just, just threw it through. It counts, bloody counts. <laughs> but they, it's not the over it, that's horrible. Right, yeah, it's just terrible. But they're basically saying, hey, we, we found something that can't be recycled in your recycling. And I'm like, okay, for one, the bin men really looked at our recycling that carefully as they got the machine to tip it up. And two, 
I'm pretty sure that's randoms walking by just going, oh, there's a bin for whatever crap I'm holding at the time. Yeah. The and and shoving it in there. Because I'm pretty careful. Don't fucking leave your bins exposed outside. Well, <laughs> Bring them inside your back garden where they'd be safe from oh, random people. we're all playing in the jerks That's why we've got all that space in that nice little cubby hole at the front for bins. So we're going to put them there. And it's like, I'm always have to walk all the way around the house. And we'll put, put a padlock on your bin then. Whatever you want to do. Well, this is the... I'm, I'm pretty sure I've spoke, spoke about this before, but it's the shitty thing. Like, you know, my bins are like outside my front door, which is about 10 yards away from the path on the main road, right? The bin men will refuse to pick them up from there. Yet, all the other houses on the street, um, or not not all of them on the street, but all of them in our row, their bins are out in the back, in the car park, where I park and stuff like that. But the bin men will happily go and get those, despite the fact that you couldn't get a bin lorry in there. They have to walk to those things and back. But yeah, they won't get them for the like few yards from outside my house, where it's clearly fucking visible. Fuck bin men. Hey. They do a good service. Yeah, exactly. It's a horrible job. But man, what the fuck is... No, but seriously, be consistent. Uh, fuck the specific so, bin men that serve your, your part of the street. Oh, sorry, yeah. your your area of Ipswich. Well, yeah. If, well, you, if you're going to pick those, it's not like up, fuck bin men. The if world the same over. bin men are going to pick those up on their route, then pick fucking mine up from where it is. Well, it's I think like, your in your case, stopping a bin lorry in the middle of the street would actually be more inconvenient than stopping a bin lorry next to the. It's still car in the middle of the now. street because but that street has two different ways you can get around it. Not so when it's not filled really with cars. Not when it's filled with cars. Yeah, there's you a can sort go of, either way around the square. You can, but there's only enough room for one car around each road in the mornings when they're filled with parked cars. Yeah, so the bin lorry's still going to block it in either case. But yeah, it does. <laughs> on this road, <laughs> but then on it's this still road, blocking. yeah, but they're only blocking one of the two routes back there. It's still the blocking. Front, they're blocking the whole road. <laughs> yeah, but then what happens is, is the traffic just gets gummed up because the car's trying to turn down one route then get stuck in the junction so cars coming the other way can't get past anyway. That's the whole thing gets stuck. That's just because people don't look ahead far enough to see that the road is... This is true. Road is obscured. <laughs> and, you know, people shouldn't use my road as a rat run. Well, but, you know, But, yeah, you're not... You're not I, I get your sentiment, but it's bullshit. <laughs> Where do the bins go for the houses on the opposite side of the road? I don't know. <laughs> Well, you, if you don't see them out the front, then they must be in the back. Some of them are out the front. Some of them, but not all of them. Like the guys down the little cubbyhole roads. Well, yeah. They don't come out. They go and have to go and get them. But they go and get them! Oh, man, this is riveting. <laughs> in- inconsistency. It's a bitch. Should we talk about Video Gomez? Can do. I went to see Birdman this afternoon. You seen that? That's not a video game. <laughs> Does he know video? My Mexican, my Mexican friend. I recommend you watch that if you get a chance. It was really yeah, good. I kind of do. Well, there's a lot of films I've wanted to see, but unfortunately, Gnome's Unlimited card slipped, so it's. Oh, is it gone yeah. now? Well, yeah, temporarily. But so that's kind of put us off going to see things because then it's we don't actually pay. What, what, what happened? Uh, they couldn't get the money out of her account one month, and that means oh, they right. stopped it. Yeah, oh, fair enough. And so, yeah, yeah, that that that's like oh, she got a letter going. What? What? The bastards! Those bastards! Yeah, that's kind of annoying. So we've just not gone. So I still haven't expensive. seen Hobbitses, and I there's a, oh. there's a couple of other films I want to see as well. Um, yeah, I 
Did we talk about this? I, I watched The Hobbit. Did we talk about this in the Game of the Year? No, we wouldn't have had time. No, 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 we no. just skipped straight to So stuff. I saw The Hobbit, and um, I had really low expectations, so I quite enjoyed it. But my brother, I think, was like, is into those films, which I'm not. I, I'm into Lord of the Rings films, obviously. We've talked at length about how I like the second one, and you hate it, and you like the third one, and I'm like, meh. Uh, I reckon I've now grown <laughs> now up. we're going to talk about it again, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I reckon now I've grown up a bit, I might like the second film now, is all I want to say. Like, sure. Fair I don't enough. know. I'm, I'm a bit more tolerant than I used to be. Yeah, it's been a long like, time. 10 years ago. Not only less yeah, likely to fall asleep, though. <laughs> no. It's worth a try. It's worth. Just, maybe I'd just, like, goosh myself up on coffee and then... But I found the Hobbit films really boring so far. But this one, I mean, it was just one, mostly just one massive battle. But you know, it was all right. I quite quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a patch on Lord of the Rings films, but you know, as the Hobbit films go, I, I, it was shorter than the other ones, which I appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> Plot, plots a little thin on the ground, isn't it? On the yeah, but like I went back and looked at like like Wikipedia to see if 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 the stuff that's in the film is actually in the Hobbit, and it mostly kind of is. I yeah, mean, they kind of expanded, expanded it, but... a lot of it, so there's more dialogue and there's more. Yeah. Well, and that's, like, that, that love story wasn't there before, was it? No, the that's, not in, that's the, not in the, the elf book, and yeah. the dwarf. And the dwarf, oh, yeah. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. You, <laughs> the whole time you're saying, this is really dumb. <laughs> this is <laughs> really so dumb. dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. But I did, kind of, I did kind of enjoy it. Not that I can really remember a lot about them now, is the problem. I can sort well, of remember basically, certain sequences, number one I can't is remember like, what the... Plot Mostly really like is. singing. There was a lot of yeah. singing in number one, and, and and washing up. Number two was like a weird fairground ride where they go down rapids and stuff. So it was yeah, mostly I remember, like. I remember that bit. And but number three I is remember, big, is big battle. I, I, as I say, I remember sequences and events and stuff, and you know that there was a dragon, but yeah. and that they're trying to get back to the mountain to claim it as their own. Well, they were weirdly split. I mean, it kind of made. I mean, it should have been two films, not three. So they weirdly they ended. The second one in the middle of the dragon stuff, and then they yeah, pick it up a, at the start. He's about of this to burn one. and everything, isn't he? Exactly. The the... So that that all happens as like the, the, all the dragon stuff is done at the start of at the start of three. They've got to like wrap up the dragon stuff and then do the battle. So it's a bit weird. Mm. So they've split the dragon stuff between those two films. But you know, whatever. I guess the, you know that they probably just had to make a call, didn't they? It's like you can only do so much within the space, so. but. But Stephen yeah, was they, like, well, they should have everyone... given the previous film an ending, but which they didn't. But I'm like, well, no, okay, don't mind. I don't know. That's 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 kind of standard, isn't it, with trilogy setup? The first film is a little more self-contained than the others, sort of works on its own. To yeah, own. and then the second film is basically just pure setup for the last. Yeah, I that's, mean that's, that's how, how Star- all trilogies. Work. I mean that worked great for Star Wars. I thought it didn't really work for the Matrix. <laughs> no, uh, although second, although it doesn't matter with the Matrix because was... you could just pretend there's one film in the Matrix trilogy and you're sorted. Well, is sure. that what it's you, you have to watch the Matrix just for the sequences, really. Well, the second film almost think had an ending apart from they suddenly skipped to a new film. It was like you had the whole like getting to the architect thing, and that mm. was fine. But then they were like. Well, now he has to go back to the Matrix, so I guess we have to carry on. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, kind of. And they never resolved the external story, I suppose, at that point either. Right, it was yeah. like... But you barely knew there was an external story at that point. Yeah, maybe. I guess you're right. 
you just don't don't ever think about the matrix that's the trick like well you, you can start think thinking about, about it the whole thing is dumb like I re- beyond I reckon, dumb i reckon you can think about if you imagine there's it's just the first film you can think about it if you start going to the second no, film, no, then even it's then like, you can't because the whole idea of using people as batteries is dumb <laughs> Yeah, like, why don't enough, they that, just that. do what the humans do and use fucking geothermal power? <laughs> yeah, that, that, admittedly, that, <laughs> that, no that is dumb. That makes no sense. But that, that, that never And it's the whole sense. crux of the existence of that world. Yeah, it is. But it's just a, it, that's a, a, a grand tradition in sci-fi of having some one conceit that they doesn't make sense that like, they, right. that you just spring everything from or whatever. They just should have, like, <laughs> it's always, equally dumb but they just should have made it for some reason that the robots need to eat humans like it's an actual food stuff that they grow oh, yeah, in maybe. literal fields yeah. but then that doesn't explain why you have to grow them up yeah well, <laughs> if why... you can make them as babies why not just eat them at that point well no you, know, you want to grow them up to the point where there's enough meat on them right yeah, but that's, like, not, and then that's not really how this system works you get, them in, to like, like, you get them to like 16 and then you kill them and then... the only reason that you do that with cows is because you're converting grass into more cow over time <laughs> <laughs> whereas in this universe there's no sunlight so there's no plants so there's no like actual food tree involved in this sure. process i'll tell you what could have get... could have maybe worked although it doesn't make sense but i'm just trying to think what humans have that other animals or uh, or anything else on the planet doesn't have you know i'm just thinking maybe they could like hook everyone together and use their brains for com- computation confusing though well, maybe like, maybe that's secretly what they never talk about, but maybe that's what the Matrix is really doing. Yeah, maybe the Matrix is just... powered by the brains of the humans. You know, it's calculated. The simulation is run on the brains of the people in the tanks, maybe. I know, that yeah. seems a bit recursive. Yeah. In terms of, like, actual processing power required to simulate the whole world. Conveniently <laughs> requires the exact number of people in the world. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> anyway... But then it's Dumbness. like cloud computing. If one person fails, then you just move the processing elsewhere. You know. Yeah, but then if if, <laughs> if all the processing time was being spent creating the world, then what is they wouldn't actually have any reason to do it. Yeah, so it would have there to has to be like, another yeah. calculation happening as well. Well, no, it's because the whole reason for that was to keep the humans. <laughs> yeah, but like, then why are they contained, doing that? weren't they, to keep them sort of? Actually yeah, might as well kill them all, though, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, if, oh, there's, yeah. if there's no if there's no external benefit, if we're dis- if we're disregarding the idea that they're creating power. And the only reason to have them is for a compu- computational purpose. Yeah, but the idea was to like the human brain had to be occupied and satisfied with being occupied. Supposedly, otherwise they would break out or they wouldn't be able to control them. Or in some way, I can't remember the detail there. Yeah. But the whole that was the whole point in the Matrix itself existing. Yeah, but the, it's a, like to keep people docile. Yeah. If you're using them as a computer, then you know. That, yeah, that's it's a very much more like vague idea. Yeah. <laughs> Even though power isn't a particularly unvague idea, yeah. I think it's computing. kind of interesting. Computing is a cool idea because yeah. I think more, like it's more than power anyway. Power's dumb because they still have to try and feed those fuckers, and it's like <laughs> you're feeding those fuckers with them. Can't you just do something with the energy and whatever food you've created yeah, to give not- them? I don't know. So some always are just like a failing in the machine's ability to convert from whatever food stuff they're feeding people to. But they're feeding people other people, aren't they? So it's not it's sort, sort. I mean, of. they've got to presumably inject some more at some point, or otherwise the population would be exactly stable. I, yeah, I guess I that mean, makes... sure, surely it must just 
deplete. Yeah, eventually. it would deplete and over this, time. This whole human battery thing is just a stopgap or something. Like because they must be putting more energy into the system somewhere, even though, even though the whole point of the system is to make energy, which doesn't make maybe, any sense. Maybe yeah. it's not really a battery. Maybe they do use geothermal power like the humans, but they're using it as a giant capacitor or something. Well, they said that they have a form of fusion, which does make, which is why this whole thing combined makes sense, with a form of fusion. Fusion would <laughs> well, be way, way more powerful than anything yeah. else. It's just a big hand wave excuse for having the matrix that that's all that it is isn't it yeah i love that it's like all you have like two seconds of dialogue from lawrence fishman going combined with a form of fusion just to like that that dialogue is only there because they know yeah yeah they know that no one really understands fusion yeah this will do yeah but like i don't know i quite like that because it'd be it's kind of a cool idea i'm just thinking that like you know no matter how good moore's law is or whatever and no matter how like clever the robots get or whatever and and uh, it, at improving their circuits or whatever. Uh, aside from quantum computing, they, it's kind of a cool idea that they they can't get as powerful as like just nicking a human brain and reprogramming it and using that. Yeah, or they could have just made all the robots like cyborgs, so they need human parts to, in order to continue their race. Yeah, like they literally like, have to harvest human body parts. That's like Borg, though, that's, isn't it? That, yeah, that's like Borg. That's like the Strog from Quake. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. that kind of. Anyway, alternative anyway. Matrix universe that makes more slightly more sense aside. Yeah. Uh, this is a podcast about video games. And we've probably the got Gamers. No news. News. Um, there's a little, oh, there's a tiny, tiny amount of news. I mean, Even though it's been like six weeks. Well, yeah, because there's stuff we didn't really cover that, that happened over the oh, <laughs> Crimbo period. Like, um, I guess the biggest, the single biggest bit of news was the DDoS stuff hitting both Microsoft and Sony again. Oh, yeah. I um, guess the Sony hacking? Yeah, so the Sony hacking and all that related. stuff that's all sort of related. Lizard Squad, basically. Lizard Squad. Supposedly. Whoever li- the fuck Lizard Squad are. Oh. What, what lizard do they use? Like, Is it like a gecko? Or is it iguana? They do have a cartoon do they have logo, a logo, right? They usually do, don't they? <laughs> it's not that Nullsec is the best logo, of course, don't they? Or Lolsec, is it? Or is it Nullsec? I can't remember. I think there's what, two, what I think both. both exist, don't they? Right, yeah, whatever. Lols definitely does. I think Nullsec exists. I, I've always just quite liked Anonymous, you know? There's something about that uh, guy for... Well, yeah, but that's why that works. Yeah. They got away with it. Like They, they conveniently created themselves a useful thing right from the beginning by accident. It's like, oh... Are they dead? Because you know, No. I've no. heard a lot from them for a while. Anonymous can't die. die. Yeah. Because they're just random people on... The week. They're, they're, Anonymous like... is just people on Chan boards, isn't it? It's, well, yeah. not like, it's, it's not like a, a proper group, really. It's just like... I Very saw a news story affiliated. pretty much literally the other day that was like, Anonymous are going to hack ISIS because fuck them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. okay. Wait, how can you, ha- wait, ISIS have a network? Well, they want to like, take down terrorist-related websites or whatever. Jihadist well, websites. Which probably wouldn't be very difficult. Presumably, yeah, they could find and remove anywhere that they've posted their videos to. <laughs> yeah, like, that wouldn't be a very difficult DDoS considering what kind of shit service those probably are on. <laughs> yeah, and that sounds like a very justified... Well, that's to what do. Anonymous tries to do sometimes yeah. when they can be bothered. <laughs> when, when, yeah, they can when they can be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Whether yeah. that actually happens or not remains to be seen. I'm surprised the news picked up of it that quickly, like before it actually happened, in other words. Yeah. So the other thing about all this, other than the like the Sony hacking thing and whatever they got out of that, supposedly they nicked the script for the Bond film. Ooh. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, 
It's not as bad as yeah. nicking Quentin Tarantino's script or whatever that Gorka did, didn't they? Anyway, never mind. Can't remember. Well, the thing is, the biggest bit of the DDoS happened on Christmas Day, which meant that poor little privileged kids getting an Xbox One for Christmas couldn't set up their Xbox because it had no servers to connect to. Yep. And it's... Um, man, the, there was oh, that this quote really wound me up because what there was one interview with one kid who was like, "It's the worst Christmas ever," and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" Probably yeah. is the worst Christmas ever for yeah. that kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst Christmas heat that kid has ever had, but like in the history of all Christmases ever. <laughs> yeah, but that's, no, you can't discard disregard that just because it's like, kid, you have been alive for the entire entirety of human history. You don't know what a bad Christmas is. I bet he still had a pretty good Christmas, right? Like he would have still had a like decent meal and Yes, but the, good times that's what and... we're saying. It's like it's subjective to that kid. That yeah. probably was the worst Christmas that kid uh, ever it's, experienced. It's, it's just oh, it's a stupid thing to say. But I don't know kids are stupid. So It's ten years no, since the Christmas it's... where there was a massive tsunami and loads of people died, isn't it? It's a pretty bad Christmas. Yeah, that was a bad Also, one. not anything related to that kid, though. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> no, that's true. He probably wasn't. It's like, yeah, this is the worst Christmas <laughs> ever, and I've survived tidal waves. <laughs> <laughs> I survived an ISIS terror attack. <laughs> but this is worse. Fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> God. Uh, Sony are the only people to sort of turn around and say, hey, guys, uh, and they, they, and we, we like, we, we know we caused people problems and have somehow reimbursed them. I can't remember how exactly. I think they gave like for the amount of time that the DDS was on, which is about three days or something. They've just given people ex- three days of extension to their plus accounts and something else. Yeah. I can't remember what it, what the something else was, but you know, good on Sony for carrying on their tradition since the first time they had their big outage of being whenever we have an outage, we're going to do something about it. Microsoft ain't done shit. But, you know, fair play. So did this affect you? Could you place it on on Christmas? I mean, I could. I think it's for people that needed to create accounts and stuff that it was a problem. So for me, it's all right because my Xbox works okay offline. Right, so it didn't affect... And, you know, I I actually didn't really get a chance to do anything around those few days anyway. So I don't think my Xbox went on. Hmm. Um. So you know, I didn't, I didn't experience any problem at all. <laughs> Top tip: <laughs> choosing a DDoS that requires the internet. Do stuff that doesn't need the internet. <laughs> oh, that's that. Oh, yeah, you got any? Did anything? What? What else happened in the Sony hacking anyway? Like, what did they nick? Or like, what was the? Uh, all kinds of crap, really. That Bond I, film I is like lot, so but... done that like what's it? It's called Spectre, right? Because they managed to get the rights back to like the Spectre part of things, which apparently they didn't have or something. Weird. The Spectre part of the Bond. So maybe the books that that had Spectre in. Do you know what Spectre is from the old Bond not, films? Not, not a great deal. It's no. the stupid evil organization, you know, that's headed by like the Doctor Evil character, uh, uh, Ernst Blofeld, right? So, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And it stands for something stupid. Like, it's like special executive for crime, uh, terror, uh, terrorism, revenge the... and extortion or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
It's pretty dumb. And but it's like the one of the stars. Special is, people, yeah. enthusiastic to rule everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. And, uh, and they've got Christoph Waltz as well as part of the cast, and everyone's like, oh, I missed C. Fuck. Is he gonna play? <laughs> that was so good. Apart from the C. It's, it's Peter. <laughs> Damn it. But it's like he's gonna play Blofeld, isn't he? And they're like, oh, maybe, maybe not. It's ridiculous. Why do they do that? It's the same with um, uh, Benedict Gumberbatch in the Star Trek film. He's going to he be Khan, isn't he? No, no, I'm not saying he was bad. It's just that beforehand they were saying, he's going to be Khan, isn't he? And they were like, maybe, maybe not. It's we like, can't well, tell. No comment. It's clearly going to be Khan. He's going to play Sherlock Holmes in the holodeck. <laughs> 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 that would be really funny if that was true. It's not like they haven't had Sherlock Holmes on the holodeck before. No, exactly. <laughs> It would make perfect sense. <laughs> that would be really funny if that was true. They get Martin Freeman in just to, just just to fill out. He was quite good in The Hobbit. Anyway, yeah, he's, he's a strange actor, really, isn't he, Freeman? Like, when you, well, like, I really I, liked him in the. Did you see um the uh, TV series of Fargo that was on last? No, I did year? not. A lot of people have said he's amazing in that. Well, that whole thing was really good. It's quite scary in places, but and it's very funny as well. It's good. Yeah, it's, just, it's a hard one to judge, isn't it? Because the characters he picks are, or he gets typecast to play, I guess, are all sort of similar. Yeah, in, in this one's ways. different, I suppose. The one, the one in uh, the, in the Fargo, Fargo one sounds. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh yeah, you betcha. He's sort of weird in the sense that he doesn't stand out, but maybe you need actors like that, you know? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, he's quite so, The World of Warcraft creator has been arguing that uh, esports should be in the Olympics. I only picked that one out because it's dumb! You just need... Why not just make the E-Olympics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that solves yeah. the whole problem. The E-Olympics. Yeah, exactly. I think they should reduce the number of sports in the Olympics. Don't, well, is they, it golf they in the don't Olympics? increase really. No, they, 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 they take them out and put them in. They definitely right. got a cap. Yeah, they can't. They can't okay. add different sports without taking something else out. Right. Um, so they, they like, do big... they like shuffle some of the ridiculous ones and like beach volleyball and golf? Yeah. they shuffle them it's around. Like, the... Last time they were golf they had like in like it a... anymore? Is it? No, no. I don't think was golf ever in it. It was at one point. Yeah. Uh, not for very long, presumably. But yeah. it's just like last. Well, it's like tennis. I don't think tennis should be there well, because no. it's, it's it's against the ethos of what the Olympics is. I think but, Olympic yeah, football is quite weird. Yeah, that's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, at least in that case, they are they they stick by the like no professionals rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that makes more sense. And again, the whole sort of idea of that just the the way the concept of professionals works is a strange thing to try and judge anyway. Cause it's like, do you still yeah. count like the best, uh, I don't know, track and field athletes as being amateurs? Yeah. <laughs> like you say, I suppose they're not, yeah. spo- I suppose they're not, well, they sort of are sponsored, but not for the, not while they're doing their event, but they kind of are. Cause they would wear their kit when they like Nike trainers or something. But... <laughs> but everyone has to wear shoes at some point. Yeah, I don't I know, I know, <laughs> but it's like there, there is sponsorship involved and it's like, it's hard to know what the, Differences, I guess. I, I, I don't understand what the difference. I is. mean, that was the big problem with Olympic basketball for ages, wasn't it? Because well, the whole that, NBA system and, <laughs> and boxing. Boxing has that problem, doesn't it? Technically, because there's you know people get really good doing amateur boxing or something, and then they go pro, and then they can't be in the Olympics anymore. 
Um, but I'm, I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure I understand what the, yeah, the line obviously, is. Obviously, Ian and Hicks. The trouble that is, like, then you'd need to come up with some more esports. It's like there's basically only two. It's like like Does the, poker the, do, the Dota division and the first person shooter division. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. It's I quite, guess StarCraft counts as a weird one. It's quite a few different FPSs, I guess. And like, yeah, StarCraft would be on there. Um, that's like it though. You can have yeah Dota and League of Legends, two different sports. <laughs> you can't have two different. <laughs> TF2 League. Come on, you can't have too many of the same thing. That's the trouble. And there's a lot of the same thing. What do you consider that? Well, I suppose you'd have to have a Call of Duty league, which would be different from Counter Strike, at least. Uh, I don't know. That's getting a bit close. Well, Counter Strike's quite a different game. Yeah, but they are—they just—they look pretty much the same. <laughs> True. <laughs> I turn it outside observer. They might say every game looks a bit different. Hearthstone or Hearthstone. I don't think you could do Hearthstone because there's too much luck. It's not a game of skill. Sort of is, isn't it? But it sort of is, but it's like there's like luck. any C- well, yeah, like any CCG. I suppose it's like poker in that regard. But poker got big at one point. Yeah, poker. You need poker isn't the sport. That's, well, the, like, that's yeah, the thing. It's a classic problem of boiling stuff down into what actually could be sporty, you know, and entertaining to watch. It's not got such a ridiculous complexity. Uh, again, I think at one point, but it's not anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think they tried to do it at one point. I don't think they should bother. They should reduce the number of sports in Olympics, in my opinion. Tell you what should be another eSport for the E-Olympics? Towerful. Clusterball. Because <laughs> 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 that's what that was. Yeah. That was actually an eSport before eSports were even remotely possible just, as a thing. They were They were trying to do that, yeah. <laughs> Which is somewhat commendable in a weird way. Didn't work, but it was a <laughs> Yeah, like they should do. Was was is is it mini sports? The coined phrase is it for games like Towerfall and Samurai Gun? And okay, well, any kind of fighter will work because you know fighters. Well, yeah, any fighting game. I guess that works for the e Olympics. Yeah, you know, Evo is a popular thing, but you could probably pull it off. But I don't think this guy is quite right. The Olympics is a physical thing, essentially, isn't it? Even fucking curling, I think, is a physical thing because it requires physical skill whereas i'm not saying that gaming doesn't but well, if they, it's a different thing is it? it's just a different thing if they start training all their their like esports teams in vr with omnidirectional treadmills then yes you can have it being the Olympics. I guess, yeah <laughs> if, if someone ever figures it requires out. actual yeah. physical movement yeah but then again i guess it's it's weird when you put it like say like the 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 weird pistol shooting stuff, which is like just standing still and aiming at a static. But that's target. standing incredibly still though. Yeah. That's the important thing about that. You put it's that like it's actually step. really difficult to do because you have to stay incredibly precisely still. Yeah, it's not like you just line your mouse up on a thing and when you've got it lined up, you push a button. No, you know, it's. But sports like that, I think, are where people start to think uh, maybe they are the ones that shouldn't be here. I don't know. Well, yeah. But then again, if you take pistol out. Does that mean you have to take archery out as well? You know, maybe not because archery is more of a physical thing. Actually, mm. pulling the bow back sufficiently to shoot an arrow yeah, is not exactly easy. <laughs> but it's, it's similar in a way, I guess. It's all about like holding your balance and your yeah. technique, which is most of gymnastics in a weird way. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's hard. Don't get me wrong, but I think they should be separate. 
I, t- I totally want it to exist, though. It'd be awesome. What, a separate esports Olympic An Olympics, thing? Yeah. yeah, that'd be quite fun. I guess, though, given the effort it takes to run something like the International, maybe getting it on a... Organising anything on an appropriate scale must be really difficult. But or for events to be quick enough or well the main problem with esports in comparison to the olympics is there's a much higher percentage of team sports so you've just inherently got more people to deal with yeah yeah totally want it to happen towerful tournaments would be amazing well that's news speaking sports yes what's next EA are being sued about NFL stuff again. Okay. Um, after all that shit a few years back with the NCAA college football thing, right? Where they were using the likenesses of college football players without written permission of the football players. That wasn't really necessarily EA's fault though, because that was like the league had said, "Yeah, you can use them without actually uh, checking." And then, <laughs> and then the, yeah, the league, the, the NFL had said, "Yeah, go ahead." But the players then turned around and went, no, you can't fucking do that. And the same thing is happening again, pretty much, in the EA is using the likenesses of retired NFL players, which don't necessarily fall under the licensing agreement of the NFL anymore. Okay. And they're turning around and saying, whoa, 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 whoa why are we not getting anything for this? You're using my face in a game. And it's like that the EA are claiming... Um, I think it's First Amendment freedom of speech stuff because you know there's nothing against people doing or referencing people or pretending to be people in films and yeah. stuff. So it's like, well, why can't we do this? It's not like you're in the game. It's like we're could, could you just change their name by like one letter to make it a hilarious <laughs> yeah. off name and be like, oh, it's not actually him. It's just a guy who looks like him um, and has a weird name. That's see what, what Pro Evolution Soccer do or Nigel Mainsail. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Supercars, yeah, and send up. And send up. Yeah, so that's happening again. I don't know, I reckon EA will lose because they lost the last time. <laughs> um, and the only other thing I noted in recent news because it's dumb is that Microsoft are probably bringing avatars back. Like, they never really went away, but they're, they're not really a part of the new ecosystem. They? Yeah. They, I is mean, they're only mean... really used to make your game a picture in new Xbox in the new one. But they're coming back, back as in 3D and everything. Yeah, because they're hiring because... or something. They're hiring guys to work on. Because they were made is... by um, Rare originally, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it won't be Rare doing it, will it? The revamp? Or, or, uh, I, I guess not. No. Or maybe it will. I mean, well, yeah, they, they haven't really said, I don't think. I mean, Rare don't do for. anything anyway, so I mean, might as well. Um, <laughs> they made Connect Sports this year. Mm, last year uh, last year <laughs> Real. and it was a bad version of Connect Sports even though it looked like it was going to work better yeah because there was some cool stuff don't yeah. get me wrong their face the character builder is pretty awesome <laughs> yep and actually I thought the jet ski controls kind of worked alright mm. you know I thought it was a good start but apparently the rest of it was kind of bullshit yeah. and there wasn't enough jet skiing naturally pretty much that one course So yeah, that's all I've got. So the avatars, I heard that it might be like they might use them. I think what happened was there was a meeting or something, and, and, and I think they're going to use it across like <laughs> Microsoft like... products. So they're going to take. They were like, they were like, well, we need some kind of avatar type thing uh, for like a presence across 
our OSs between like Xbox and and, oh, really? what, they want and to put it phone. in Win- and there's okay. uh, one guy from the Xbox division's like oh we got these avatar things that we're not really using uh, but no, like, wait, wait, like t- tell us more about these yeah. <laughs> it's like, well you know that Nintendo Wii you've got <laughs> do you remember how much fun you had making your face on that <laughs> not really <laughs> how much fun you had making Hitler's face on that <laughs> well yeah, yeah. So we might potentially see the, the, the revamped avatars not just on the Xbox, but also on sort of, you know, Windows yeah. and shit. That's Maybe. interesting. Well, I, I, think I, I always kind of like them. There's nothing wrong with the avatars. It's yeah. like they, they, made, they didn't use them well enough, or at least Microsoft don't have enough of a, um, a thing about them in the same way that Nintendo do. You know, because Nintendo's yeah. for a while, they, they were in everything, well, and they were in everything kind of well. Well, yeah, but that's because Nintendo knew how to do it, whereas when Microsoft allowed anyone to use the avatars in the actual game, it was always terrible. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to think what they were in. It was in Connect Event. Well, they, once Connect became a thing, then it became more Yeah, viable. it made sense yeah. to, like, have your avatar represent your actual body. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Connect Adventures they were in. I think they were in... But it's also because in, 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 in like, maybe Nintendo just has, like, a better sort of kit or whatever that they give to third parties when they use them because like whenever Microsoft gave it to anyone an else it's problem doesn't it right like in a way because they could just use avatars rather than or rather than making assets yeah but every time they gave the avatars to someone else to use it was always a horrible mess it's like you, you don't know how to use them I guess probably. yeah like all the indie games that started cropping up like on indie games where they were just like let's yeah. just use avatars everything is an avatar something yeah and that didn't help the image of them, I don't think. Any, yeah, you're right. Anything official that used them was fine. Your cat has decided to sit on me. <laughs> well, yeah. Just that theory about cats liking who don't like cats. It's never happened before. That's true. <laughs> I've had a cat for years. Yeah, exactly. It's not that I don't like cats. It's that my physical body doesn't like cats. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, I've, I've got two bits of news. Have you? Okay. Well, <laughs> two bits of skanky news. Pipe like, up with the skank. Get so, I, I guess we probably didn't talk about it, although uh, if we did, I don't remember. But Telltale is making a Minecraft game with oh, a story. Yeah. yeah, I heard this. Yeah, <laughs> which is not, which weirdly is not going to be anything to do with the actual as much story as there is in Minecraft. Like the story of Steve, the Minecraft guy, as he <laughs> fights through the never and the end and all that stuff. It's not going to be that. It's going to be a completely different story with new characters. How the hell is this going to work? Like, are they, are they going to be using the Minecraft engine in some way to like, or is it going to be Who knows? just a, it's a weird thing? I don't think they will, sadly. It probably would be good if they did, but I don't think they will use the Minecraft engine. No, and I reckon it'll be. I I think they'll pitch it at kids. Well, yeah, like, I think know, that's, so. that's the market of Minecraft, really, isn't it? I guess, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, if they <laughs> do, they uh, do they get why kids like Minecraft? It's nothing to do with the story. <laughs> well, there's something in. But there is the, no the story. Sort of... They're like they've seen an opening. It's like there's no story, so we can just make whatever story we want, and we can make it as much for kids as we want. But assuming we know how to make a story for kids. <laughs> I mean, is it getting to the point where, like, the, the creep, like, the, you know, the animals in, and the creeper uh, and all that stuff, they're, they're becoming sort of recognizable. Yeah, but you can't things. really use them in 
a story, can you? Unless you're like, oh, it's a friendly creeper that can talk for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't immediately explode and yeah, exactly. destroy half your farmhouse or whatever. Do you, do you reckon this is a Microsoft idea since they picked, as in since they picked up Minecraft? This is something some well, Microsoft exec someone was just somewhere was just like, fuck it, yeah, let's sell out, let's do an Angry Birds on this. Well, whose else idea was it going to be? It wasn't going to be Mojang's right idea, that's I for guess, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Man, I went... Uh, if it was Telltale's, then that would be interesting. If Telltale came to them and said, "We want some of this Minecraft pie," yeah, maybe. Me and Naomi like were in um, Stratford, uh, whatever it was at Christmas. What's it called? The Westfield, the big shopping yeah, centre, and there was like a yeah. giant Minecraft stand full of Microsoft people and Xboxes, oh, yeah. and kids she playing Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. They? It's like, yeah. Microsoft. It is the market now. Although then again, then again at EGX they had a big old Minecraft booth, didn't they? And they said mm. they were running stupid games and events all within Minecraft. But mm. it wasn't really a booth per se. I think it was just like a. It wasn't run by Minecraft. I don't think. I think some guys had just set it all up. But run by Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. The mysterious entity of Minecraft. Yeah. My Minecraft computers have become so advanced they've turned into an AI and have started producing events in the real world. <laughs> Are they going to be a Minecraft film or something? Is that in the works? Uh, Yeah, that's happening as well. I'm pretty sure that's happening. The Warcraft film is this year, isn't it? World of Warcraft film. Because I saw a poster in the cinema. Well, in theory, so is that Heavenly Sword film, which is admittedly straight to Blu-ray, and that Ratchet & Clank film. supposedly all happening this year as well. Because... What you doing, Sony? So that was that news, and then the other, only other bit of news was the Internet Archive uploaded a shit ton of DOS ROMs. Oh yeah, ROMs, oh, DOS yeah. game programs. Yeah, like eighteen hundred or something. And they run yeah. in the browser, right? They've got an emulator. They run really fucking badly in the browser, but they run in the I've, browser. I've tried some of that stuff before with like like some of the arcade game stuff they've done. It's it's ambitious, but they don't pull it off quite. Well. <laughs> the thing is. Like most of them don't have. Sound is this this ASMJS well, thing? Do now. Or do you the need a is, plugin for your browser? Or, or no, it, just, a, it, just, it just runs. Basically, it must be that ASMJS. It appears to be some kind of web-based version of DOSBox because it has the DOSBox logo <laughs> when you when you boot it up. So it's like for a split second when they finish loading, you'll see like the DOSBox prompt where it will show like that weird blue box where it says press control F11 to increase frame skip or whatever it oh, says okay, in yeah, that yeah. box. <laughs> and you, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you can still use those commands because I was like, well, this is running really badly. So what if I just press the button that I normally press on DOSBox to increase CPU cycles? So I tried that and it's like, oh, it does seem to actually affect it, but not enough. It's right. like, it just doesn't, I can't, because I was trying games that I've already got working in DOSFox as a comparison. And it's like, well, this just doesn't run good enough. Are you running it in Chrome? Yeah. Try I mean, so, seriously, I mean, I've, I think I said this off the air before, try an IE because whatever they've done to IE recently, I think that yeah, JavaScript Chakra. engine is so much faster. Chakra is really, really fast, yeah. But yeah, it was a bit it's like, I can't exactly tell what is making it worse, whether it's the actual emulation or the sound emulation, because the sound, the sound gets all glitchy, but that just might just be because it's running slow. Yeah. I mean, I tried playing, uh, <coughs> I, I guess, like, I, I tried playing Outrun is the one that I remember, and that just ran way too slow. Hmm. Like, and this was the arcade version of it, not the... And I, I tried, like, like, 
a couple of the pinball games, and of course, it doesn't deal with the resolution scaling properly oh, in course. those old yeah. pinball games. Yeah, because that was always messed up for some reason. Yeah, why did pinball want weird resolutions? Honestly, it's because they had the they were trying to stretch it the view of the pinball table in weird ways. Yeah, because they it was like it was a scrolling vertical resolution, and they wanted to have it compressed so that it didn't have to scroll as much or whatever. But it compressed the monitors didn't. Scale it to the right at keeping the aspect ratio, did they at the time? It's... They did if you set it up right. That's why it's like in DOSBox. Like... Well, I suppose you could squeeze your monitor using the unscrewed CRT controls. It's an automatic thing where it, like, it changes the resolution of the actual program. That's why it doesn't work in the browser version because you can't manage the. Oh, yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. I think it, it, it can work in DOSBox, but back in actual DOS. No, it, that's why it worked in DOS because it was changing like the literal resolution. It was the game changed the resolution it was drawing vertically, but the system stretched it to the full screen so it's like it's drawing less lines vertical but it's stretching it to full screen so it still appears oh, the right see, resolution I always thought it was the other way around because I remember faster. Psycho Pimble for instance being well, Psycho squished was vertically because it was rendering it actually at a higher vertical res than it was horizontally Psycho and Pimble so your monitor's different. rendering it as a square because it was and so everything ended up vertically squished Psycho Pimble was different that was like that was a more modern because that ran on Windows as well. So that or sort, sort of DOS in Windows. Yeah. So that was like that was a modern. It wasn't like the old school ones where it really was like fucking in doing weird things. Yeah. Resolution just because uh, they could. Well, those were difficult to get working as well. Some yeah. of those because of that. Old Pimble games. They were nuts. So yeah, I look, looked through that whole list of DOS games to see what was in there. Serial Cyberpunk is in there. Really? Yeah. Wow. It didn't run well enough for me to actually play it, but you know, it's in there. Oh, that's awesome. I've We're still got the CD, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Psycho Pimble, they might have problems with. Cause... Psycho Pimble wasn't in there because presumably, once it, once, I, presu- I presume the cutoff is like anything that actually ran within from Windows 3.1, even if it was still technically a DOS game. Because it wasn't yeah. like Micro Machines 2 wasn't in there. Yeah. Or them, or Codemaster specifically said, "Don't do our games, please." Well, I guess. Mike Shoes One was in there. No, really. Okay. There is Codemasters news. Bad Codemasters news. There've been layoffs at Codemasters, supposedly. No. Yeah. Mike. Well, this whole this whole sticking with doing racing thing isn't working out for them, huh? Mm. Well, not the specific kind of racing they tried to do. I don't think the autosport thing worked out too well for them. No. Which is a shame because apparently that's a pretty good. Like refinement of Grid Two, it's what Grid Two should have been. Oh, yeah, I think people were uh, were a bit insulted by that stupid cockpit mode. Like we put the cockpit mode back in, and it just looks freaking terrible. Mm. Anyway, it's a shame. There was a point where Cody's were on top of their game, but since Grid Two. Not quite been there. Hmm. Which isn't to say Grid 2 was really a bad game. It's just not really what anyone... They went too far down the whole um, career-y sort of path. And I thought they were starting to make that mistake with Dirt 3. You know, where as soon as everything gets too locked into being, you're actually doing a career and you've got people talking to you and you're uploading your videos to YouTube to raise your profile. And it's like, no, this is bullshit. I don't want to hear these fake... Managers talking to me. Hmm. Well, they went way too far down that route, and it's like, don't get me wrong. I think you could do it well, and then they have attempted it. I think a couple of times with the F one series, yeah, yeah. Where, right. where you know to try and make the F one career 
a bit more like you having an F1 career. And in that context, I think I'm fine with it because F1 is more of a, uh, you know, a, it, there's more of a... <laughs> well, F1 actually yeah. exists for a start. That's, so it's like, yeah, actually, all that makes sense. In, all those things in dirt exist. But... They exist, but they, 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 it's not like... If you think about even like Dirt 2, where it's like, oh, we're traveling around the world in our camper van to all these different random dirt events around the world. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not really how that works. No, but they, in Dirt 2, they kind of did it all right in the sense well, that yeah, they, didn't really, it did, they didn't really yeah, care. They didn't it, go... It, it interfere, but then in Dirt 3, you're like, we're, we've made up this mysterious off-road sort of tour thing that travels around the world to all these different places and <laughs> has random events. Some of them are real, though, aren't they? Like... Yes, but it doesn't matter whether the events are in. It's whether it, the career mode doesn't make sense if it's not yeah. in a structure that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And Grid had that problem as well, I guess, because it was trying to have a number of disciplines and trying to tie you to get to them all as a single career. Yeah. You know? And I think if they go too far, as I say, if they go that route, I'm not entirely sure it hangs together. And it's like, I'm a little bit worried that Forza Horizon 2 might suffer a little bit from that problem because the way they're setting it up is like a a competition but maybe that's okay because it's like it's all with a under the horizon bracket in one place and maybe it will work i don't know mm. um yeah having not played it yet can't comment on that really well, the, the, the forza horizon thing like the main reason why that whole situation doesn't make sense is because there's no way that event would actually happen it's like the amount of like off-road criminal damage that goes on in those games. That's not, that's not actually how that would work in real life. No. <laughs> Anyone with a vineyard in Europe needs to be slightly afraid. There's no way that event would actually get sponsored by anyone. <laughs> no. Isn't Horizon a real thing, though? Well, yeah, but not like but that. Not, not like that, no. So that's news, Yeah, I guess. Cool, that's news. News. So, what you've been playing after the, in the in the aftermath of the Steam sale? Oh man, and before that, even yeah, after how long we haven't talked about it? I got quite a bit to talk about. Go for it. But does that want to go first? Well, there is. Well, there's one thing that I maybe you should have mentioned earlier that I totally forgot about, but related to the things that Rob's been playing. Because mm-hmm. I know one of the things Rob's been playing is Transistor for the for the yeah. at the end yeah. of our game of the year debate. I played a bit <laughs> of that put, too, we, but I didn't play any more. Than, yeah, then I didn't play any more than you guys had done in that video. So uh, the thing that I was just remembered that I should have mentioned earlier was like corrections column thing. Oh really? Okay. It's not actually in any particular way important to our game of the year deliberations, but. I went and actually looked it up again, and it turns out that Breaking Default was a last year, two years ago game, because it came out oh, in the, the opposite Jap- way round. The, what, the Japanese uh, version was quite no, some time ago? But... No, it came, well, yeah, the Japanese version was ancient, but it came out the other way round, and that's what confused me. It came out in Europe first in oh. December of 2013, and, and then it came America. out in America in 2014. Okay. So that's okay. what confused me about it. So it technically came out in 2013, but I mean, fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> didn't really yeah. interfere with our deliberations that much. No. That's fine. So yeah. And then what? Transistor. Rob talked about that, I guess. Yeah. I played some more of that as well, just because, you know, well, you've, everyone was. You, you've platinumed that game now, right? Or you've like I, S-ranked I, Yeah, it. I've done that. I or... did that the first time. Yeah. Oh, like, you went back to it even after that. Okay. Yeah, I played it through twice in a row, basically, when it, when it first came out and got all the achievements then. <laughs> It's interesting that you need you do need to play it twice to get anywhere near like. Well, there's an achievement specifically for finishing for it twice. twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if I'll do that. Because I don't think it resonated with me in quite the same way that it resonates with you, but I think I understand why it does. But it gets cool after, when you like when you go through the second time and you unlock all the skills again so you can apply the same skills onto themselves. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that, the whole copy thing. Yeah. That's yeah, where it gets maybe super cool. Yeah, maybe I will play it a bit just to see how that functions. And the enemies do get harder at that point. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, I, I don't think like, it quite sits with me as well as it does with you, Zed. There's a lot to like, don't get me wrong. Like, I really like the visual style, even when it gets white. <laughs> um, without going into too many spoilers. Yeah. When it, it, like, I even quite like that whole bit. There's something quite cool in its design. Like, I don't know. It's not as interesting. I, I agree with you there, but it's not bad. Mm. It's like the fact that it's there is kind of neat. Um, and, you know, the... I, the combat is interesting again because it's it's totally new, really, in the way that it functions, and it's the fact that it's not you know tactics and grid based, and it's sort of real time, but you can stop it and do things, and it's it's real interesting, interesting mechanically, and I like the flexibility you get with all the functions and mucking about with them and trying to, and the and the actual fact that the game kind of encourages you to fuck about with them in order to learn the information that the functions hold yeah. is neat because that kind of yeah it forces you down those paths to, to have a play, which is nice because it means the game is essentially always going to be different throughout your first playthrough, at least, because you you, although you may settle on some tech tactics that you like, yeah. like you still, you're still always having to mix up some part of it. Um, that said, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I like the thing where it's pretty frequent. Actually, I find, especially towards the end of the game, that what you, the turn planning says will occur can actually be really quite different from how things end up playing out. But that's just something that you have to like, that's one of the things where when you're experimenting with all the different skills, you're actually also having to learn why they don't match up with them. What the turn planning says. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, it's an interesting wrinkle, but it's just, it can be so frustrating sometimes when you're just like, Oh, seriously, come on. How, why the fuck didn't that do any damage? It said it would do some damage, and this thing clearly connected, but it didn't damage him this time for some reason. And it's well, like, I mean, it does... It, I guess, sort of, the game does teach you that immediately from the start, because as soon as you fight that young lady that teleports away after the first hit, that's yeah. basically the game telling you. <laughs> it's sort of, yeah, it's basically saying, hey, don't trust this completely. Like, But in the same vein, it's like when you are doing something simple like just standing in front of something and wailing on it and one of your shots goes wayward or doesn't do anything, then sometimes it's just a little, okay, what the fuck just happened? Well, the other problem- There's something about the way that plays out. Like, I'm not sure I'm a fan of when you hit the go button of it just doing all of that and then snapping back to real time in one go. Because it's it, it like things seem to happen too fast sometimes for you to see the result and then you're in control immediately and everything's sped up and it's a little bit overwhelming to try and actually gather, okay, what did go right on that run and what did go wrong? Because then you can't pause it because you've got to wait for your thing to recharge. I'd like to be able to just pause, but without planning at that point to be able to just go, okay, what just happened? How do I deal with this? Okay. Um, so for the real-time segment, I can sort of plan without the turn, if you see what I mean. I think that would add an element of frustration saving um 
I'm not a huge fan of the attacks the enemies throw at you either. I don't like the things of like solid beams that you can't really avoid. Those fucking dogs. <laughs> like for the love of God, those fucking dogs. That's what I told you. It's like that's the, the one. That's, that's the, the one enemy that means you have to have jaunt. Yeah, you have to have jaunt basically, because there's no other way to deal with the dogs. Yeah, I don't like running. Away. I don't like the running away phase. It's like not because, but just because of certain enemy types make that a real pain in the ass. It's not too bad. It's not, for the most part, you're right. It's just the the odd occasion where it's like, okay, I can't fucking do anything about this, can I? Or the time when jerks level up to the point where they have their gravity beam and they pull you in and it's like, oh, I can't actually get away from this fucker. It's going to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Then they pull you back in and if you're playing with a double damage limiter and you didn't know that thing was coming and you're like, oh, cock, I can't actually defeat this without overloading. Just always hit the jaunt button continuously. Yeah, that one in particular. You can, I don't like how jaunt sometimes doesn't activate if it, the, the jaunt location is in a wall or something. Sometimes it just doesn't go. Well, it's if you're pushing it's, up against the wall. It's yeah, like if, if it's you're, bit, it's it's literally to do with like the parallel line. It's like if your if your jaunt line is not ex- parallel or inwards for a wall, it won't go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit touchy. Count, connecting with the wall. Yeah, it's a, it's a little touchy on that front, and I found that kind of frustrating, especially when you're about to die. And it's like, fucking go! Oh, you're not fucking going! Well, it's also because of the way it locked, there's like the slight pause of cooldown as you're coming out of jaunt, and then that tempts you to keep mashing it too quickly without realising that you need to re-aim your line slightly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's that kind of stuff. So... I don't think it's without its flaws, and but do you think I really like what they're to, trying uh, to do. If you see what I mean, <laughs> compared to uh, Bastion, I think it's much more ambitious than Bastion because hmm. Bastion mechanically is actually quite a simple game. Yeah, I um, think I like whereas this this is than Bastion for sure, even with yeah. the frustrations because it's just more interesting. It drew me in more than Bastion did. Hmm. I'll, I'll give it that. Like it was one of those games that I didn't necessarily, uh, when I'm not playing it, immediately go. I have to play some more Transistor. It didn't have that effect on me. But while I was playing it, didn't really want to stop. Um, so once you get going with it, it's like it's just I'll keep going. I'll have another fight. I'll have another fight. Obviously, there's not really any break points, so it's just like you're no. You I, just, just go to the next access point, and then you look at your files. But then it's just like, well, I've closed that point. I'll just carry on walking. Carry on, yeah. <laughs> And I, I like that about it, the, the, the way that's structured as just a continuous thing. Yeah. So it's not so... I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, there are segments of... There are a couple of things where it's just like, let's look at a, you driving a bike for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and let's have a little bit of exposition. Yeah. Oh, which I guess gets onto the, the big thing about that game, I guess, like mechanics aside. I mean... I'm not sure the story sits well with me. Like that's what everyone said. Yeah, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I went and read up some stuff about it after finishing the game, as I think you have to with this. Okay, like because that's part of the way that that story is designed. I think is to make you go and think about it, and to make you go and theorize about what the bloody hell just happened. Um, and I immediately thought. Oh, does that like this because it's a bit Ra's on in that way? You know, it's a bit... <laughs> it's, a, it's like every fucking story like that. It's like you just recreate the world or whatever. Yeah. But there's a, yeah, there's a, but there's a lot of stuff, like, to fill in. in well, it's this not particular. really... I don't think it's really that complicated or you don't have to go and look shit up to understand the basic idea of it. Well, yeah, it's like, what is the world? You know, even, like, just fundamentals, like, what exactly is the world? Like, 
can't, like, be, can't it, be real, right? It has to be well, yeah, It is just like kind of inferred. They you can get that quite easily from but then what are, things. But, that but then what are the people? Are they just other programs or weird AI routines, or are they people logged into the to the world through external means? What the fuck is the country? It's like why? Like, is there a meaning to the recursion? It's like all that kind of stuff. Oh, and there, you know, the weird thing that happens without giving too much away. I won't say what it is, but that weird, the very first thing that happens in recursion, that very first line of dialogue, and you're like, okay, what? What? I, it, why? Why did that happen? I don't think that was actually in the original game. I think they patched that in later because I'm pretty sure I didn't hear that. And I think I just heard it as the same as it was the first time and the second time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then when I logged back in and and my recursion save was there, and I was like. I need to get to the menu, so I need to go through the sequence, and I hit it, and it was like, uh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. So, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Rise F1 as well. I don't have a, necessarily a, have a problem with the concept of vague storytelling in general. I kind of like having my mind mill it over like that. I just don't think the game gives you enough for you to fully enjoy that while you're playing. Well, it just seemed like they were in a rush with the, uh, well, like the way, also not swelling, but it's like the whole thing with the, like, the, the big bad guys and how that all resolves. It's just like, that just seemed like they could have extended that story a bit further to have a yeah. bit more opportunity to slip in some more exposition. Yeah. Because there's sort of also the implication that the game gives that like Red and the lover sort of understand what the kind towards the end kind of understand what's happening. Or is there? <laughs> Again, that's the thing. Like, it, like, is there? It's, I don't know. I just don't think there's quite enough for you to grab while you're playing. To, for you to sort of go, okay, right, this is why I'm doing this thing, this is why I'm doing this thing, to to give you the, I don't know, the, the, the motivation of what's happening. But I like what they're, again, I kind of like what they're trying to do. It's super ambitious. Perhaps the third get there for you, though. Yeah, perhaps their third game is going to nail it because <laughs> this sounds like you know Bastion was they started off relatively simple mechanically, still had some of the vague storytelling stuff, but there was more to that world and there was much more exposition telling you about the world as it was before the calamity and things like that because no one really understood really what the calamity was. Um, whereas in this one, they've gone, they've taken that general idea and sort of ran with it, I suppose, and been all like, okay, this is. But we're going to make you think about everything, and perhaps they've gone a little too far. Um, so I mean, third game, sign me up. And it's like you know, these guys—that's t- that's two great games in a row. So the question here is: I don't know if it's a fair question, really. Um, I don't think I know what's going. No, I don't know if you do. Um, okay. Uh, it's it's probably not a fair question because the size of game is different and various other factors. But Zach, is Zach going to give Bayonetta two a chance? Is my question. Like well, hard, really? Can I? That's no. the actual problem. Well, but why not? You, though you just spend some serious time with it. You know, yeah. have to actually sit here at Rob's house and play it. Yeah. While no. he's sitting around. I mean, you can. I want to see someone else play that game and have me watch it so I can see what else is going on <laughs> in that I think, game. I think you need to at least give it a go, even if it's only an hour or two. Like, so I know I you can't make a video. I, I watched Rob play a video of it, so that's, you know. Yeah, you've seen me play a bit. Yeah. yeah, but that's not the same as playing it, is it? No, it's a, very, it's a feel game. Exactly. In there too. But well, I, you, I, I definitely believe you can enjoy it from afar, but there's something about experiencing how it all works. But it's also not a game type of game that I play. 
I guess. It's like no. you guys played those games before, you're, like yeah, you're all not, the Batmans and the Assassin's Creed or whatever. I mean, but it's not like those same, games. But... It, no, 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 but it's just like character a... action in general isn't really... Yeah, exactly. You know, Zack's never touched, I guess. No, it's not really Zack's thing, I suppose. Hmm. You never know, maybe you'll like it. Well, maybe I, you I, I like it's the same reason why I, it's like I theoretically want to play Witcher 3 because that looks awesome. And... You know, oh, that's man, that going was, to be like that, that by all accounts. But it won't be like Bayonetta. See the, no, see I mean, it'll be like a character action game like Batman or whatever. Right, it'll, have, it'll have some kind of combat system that requires you to push buttons in a specific order. That was news, wasn't there, <laughs> about Witcher 3 this week? got delayed, yeah, but not well, much. It got delayed by a little the, bit, but you said they released their spec specs. I did oh, see wow. that. Man, that's um, min- it's I, fine. That they that is my My machine is minimum. Mine is fine, except the processor but i don't understand as far as i can oh, my, tell my process is okay it's the ram that worries me it's, it's eight like gig, they require isn't it? no it's six gig min which i have right but it's eight gig recommended okay i yeah because i've got eight gig um so so that's okay i guess but like yeah i mean yeah. processor is slightly more powerful than the i5 I they specify for the minimum but right yeah it's, yeah it's, it's an i5 that's right my machine is minimum spec <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work out what the recommended processor is compared to mine because mine is just older. But I don't think processors have actually got much faster. They've they just got no. they've just got kind of cooler. They've and, got more efficient. And, yeah, more efficient, but they haven't actually got far. So I think the recommended is like a three seven seventy or something, and I've got like a two six hundred K or something. Uh, like I think is, over the last five years or so, if I got a top spec i seven, it's like twice as fast as the one I have. But right, yeah. But that's anyway. still. By normal processor evolution standards, that's not a bit as as big a jump as it has been in the past. The trouble is, if your processor becomes the bottleneck, you then have to like basically throw out your most of your PC because you can't just swap well, out for the new one because they always change the bloody socket in the motherboard. Sure, yeah. I mean, developers are gonna ha- in, in in fairness to them, developers are gonna have to do that anyway. If like what you if what we believe about what Ubisoft Ubi, Ubisoft yeah, <laughs> what Ubisoft said about Ubisoft, uh, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Being that the new consoles are CPU limited, CPU. Yeah, they are. It's not like Witcher Three isn't coming out on consoles. No, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, that could be interesting. Then again, both machines have like eight gigs of RAM anyway, so like that side is catered for. That side's alright. It's just the yeah, it's the CPU. The CPU to seems talk- to be <laughs> the problem. I mean, because the CPU is the problem, like the Wii U as well, apparently, because it's some ancient power PC core for, that they had oh, yeah, to have yeah. for backwards compatibility with the Wii, which the is, Wii. Like, yeah. is a bad idea. Anyway. If you want to talk about random extra bits of news that are also really dumb. <laughs> Always. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the, I saw a headline that suggested, that said, like, Evolve has gone gold, but they're having another beta. And it's like, that is the literal definition of not a beta. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! But this is what happened. Yep. This is just modern games making, isn't it? It goes gold. They press, which means they're pressing the discs, and then there'll be an enormous post-launch right. patch. Yes, but you can't call it a beta at that point. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, it's call it a pre-release demo. That's what it actually is. Yeah, it's, that's a weird. I don't even know what we'd call that. Is it gamma? I guess. Yeah, it's no, a gamma. Just a load of crap. <laughs> No one uses yeah. beta, alpha, and beta in natural software these days, though, do they? Because no, it's all no, agile we've, and we've, stuff. We've, we've talked about this a million times. <laughs> yeah, but you're right; it's all it's all rubbish. That headline was particularly. I use that uh, semantic versioning thing. Have you ever used that, Rob? Uh, it's like when you have three numbers, so it's like 
1.0.0, right? Is the first version. Which, yeah. And then how it works is if you, um, if you patch something but don't add any features, you increment the last number. So the last yeah. one's a patch. And then if you add features, you in- increment the middle one. And then if you break, make any breaking changes to the API, you increment the major one, the top one. Oh, interesting. There's some logic to that. And then you can use that to base your, uh, you know, your, your dependency management. So you can like say, oh, I want all the latest, greatest features, but I don't want any breaking changes uh, automatically. Mm. Or you can make uh, it stricter. That, that, that technically means that what we're doing at, at my job is pretty much that. Because we've gone on version four since we've started, and we're adding stuff, but we've never broken broken it changes. Yeah, yeah. that would increment the major version. Yeah, or we've never broken stuff that affects external people. Let's put it that way. Well, that's the key thing. Yeah, yeah, we've broken stuff that affects internal people, and then we've then we've dealt with it. <laughs> and I say people, I mean me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, so yeah, I do that. Uh, so my last, my last number is the build. Oh, the third number we don't actually use. That's just zero if it's debug and one if it's release. Right. And the last number is the build number within that. Is how right. we do it. Like the number of the number of times it's been through the the release ringer. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, at work I've got the our our, our team city our continuous in, integration thing. It it increments the last freaking number every time yeah. it builds. So it, you do a release build. So I don't know. Yeah, that's why you have four numbers, so you can yeah. just let that number go up. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else did you play? What else did I play? Get on with it. Uh, well, Dan, did you have any thoughts on Transistor and your time you've spent with it? Like, Just that I like the... So far, I like the combat. I, it's more interesting than Bastion, but um, uh, I haven't got far enough to, to... I think I'll probably end up agreeing with you on some of the story stuff it sounds like but i'll have to experience it for myself but yeah mm. the art's really great but uh and it, it's oh, that soundtrack as well we didn't talk about the soundtrack yeah Man. The soundtrack it's really good so good but, yeah i don't know about game of the year though but uh but then i didn't play enough game i i'm i was trying to look at all the like critical and it's tons of you know lists that people have come out with right and it's mostly yeah. games i haven't played and I was trying to think, well, what would it be if I played games? And I don't know. I don't, I don't like the year. You know, feels no, like it's, it, it doesn't feel like a very innovative year. No. Which like, is why I think actually, in a way, Transistor should be up there. Because yeah. it's quite, what it's doing is quite different. Exactly. It's doing something somewhat new with some good, like, art to it that, you know, I don't know, that, that has been done, but it's like done in a different way. So it's, I don't know, mm. it's cool. Because, like, mechanically, I, I think if I played it, I'd probably be sh- hoping for Shadow of Mordor because I'd probably have had loads of fun with it. But it's kind of a shame that it's just because I really like Assassin's Creed 2 and I really like Batman Arkham Asylum. But I don't, and, and it seems and, like a good mix between the two things. And I like Lord of the Rings, system. although uh, I think that may be a disadvantage when you're playing Shadow of Mordor because it probably <laughs> yeah, craps yeah. all over Lord of the Rings. But, yeah, and the Nemesis system looks cool. But it's kind of a shame because I don't think... It, I'd probably have a lot of fun with it, but I don't think it, it's going to be as good a game as Assassin's Creed 2 or as good a game as Batman Arkham Asylum. Maybe, yeah. Almost certainly not. So, yeah. Well, mainly because the story's guff as well, apparently. Well, maybe, but even like... Not because of Lord of the Rings is guff, but because the story of the game is pretty guff. <laughs> yeah, well, they made a good point on the Roncast, which is that, well, other people I'm sure have made it, which is that the kind of 
uh, adolescent power fantasy of computer game, uh, you know, mashing everyone to bits and stuff, you know, as an ultimate superhero, which is what you basically do in this, is totally incompatible with all the themes of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, true. I mean, like I the idea of like, like a the one ones man... who like, how powerful you are at the end of that game, and it is a bit crazy. I mean, a one-man army that can take on the the. It it's, it almost makes a mockery of the the evil of the ring and the inevitability of almost of the defeat of the free people and everything. Yeah. Know. Anyway, uh, but that that's kind of my thoughts. Is I would probably I will probably play that eventually. It's just I want I want to play as Creed Four beforehand, and yeah. uh, I'll wait for it to get cheap. And, and I'll I probably hope you upload like it. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's just not. So, so for me, I'm ha- I was happy with the Transistor versus Bayonetta two situation. Uh, I, I think having played a little bit of Transistor, I, and having played Bayonetta one, and having heard that you're saying that Bayonetta two takes out those niggles oh, from man. Bayonetta one, yeah, quite that a does lot make, of them are gone. Yeah. That does make me lean towards it, despite the fact I haven't played it. Uh, but I would want, know it. Yeah. I would want Zach to play it to get the, the a definitive answer there but that's my I, i'm so, I'm so happy with it being like split as it <laughs> yeah, stands i don't think we are actually going to make any more no. decisions no. at this point Ch- chances are we won't because okay, that podcast so. is on the internet and we're done yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we got that everything that happened. chances are we won't because but, but as it stands i'm still kind of happy with it being a split just because transistor is doing so much in, in, in innovative stuff and pulls it off in a mostly satisfactory way yeah mostly do I rank it above a lot of my other favorite games from the year? Not so sure, but but I I appreciate it. It's like a GTA for me, mm-hmm. but not as bad as GTA Four. You know? <laughs> oh man, I can't <laughs> wait for GTA Five to come out on PC. It's going to be epic. <laughs> I mean, it's the same game. I mean, someone reminded me the other day of the awful, awful torture mission in GTA Five, which is just they were trying to be clever and satirical oh. and they just fucked it up basically I, for, for me it's as bad as like i thought no russian in oh, black man. ops yeah. was really in poor taste Tasteless. and like rubbish and like that should never have been in the game and i think it's exactly the same that mission in gta 5 i wish they would just patch it out uh, mm. honestly like apparently i've heard that you can't play it in first person which i appreciate because that would oh, be wow. even okay. worse the one part um, of the game you can't yeah exactly um, but they should just take that out because it kind of ruins it. I mean, I, I was talking to, to Laura and she was having a lot of fun with that game and she got to that part and she was like, no, I'm not playing this anymore. Well, okay. Which I appreciate. But uh, yeah, that game is great otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, I I was watching a comedy the other day, uh, a, a TV sitcom, which I'd never seen, but it's really good. It's called Broad City. It's these two girls living in New York City or whatever. And it's, it's quite funny. Uh, but this creepy... Broads, exactly. Yeah. And this uh, creepy locksmith character appears and he's really creepy looking. And uh, it was like, is that is that Trevor Phillips? It totally is. It looks it was him. And and his character in a model is based on the actor as well. So it was just Trevor. And it was like, whoa. (laughs) That was quite funny. Is he going to sue Rockstar like Lindsay Lohan? No. It's probably the best thing he ever did. I think it's the thing he's most. Oh, it's actually officially supposed to be like him, not. Oh yeah, they just, all... they just they just wanted to model it after him, like just because. No, no, no. It's, it was him that did the voice and everything. I'm just saying uh, the voice okay, actor. The character was yeah. That's fine. That's legit. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good performance actually. Yeah, I quite like because he Trevor is actually 
quite scary in places, like menacing. So, yeah, quite looking forward to seeing that again. But I'll just, I still if quite I could like just, to play that game. I'd I like think you should. Anyway. I could just find a way to skip that stupid torture thing. And yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. They won't uh, because it will be impeding their artistic. Yeah, vision. yeah. But you should. People, yeah, that's the trouble. Once it's out there, people on the internet are like, well, oh, free speech and all that stuff. It's the same with this you know, recent stuff. Yeah, um, but it can still be crap. In, if yeah, like it can a, still be in, crap. Like, like it can still be bad. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with single-player games, like, in my discussion. Okay. Because I've been playing a shit ton of Sunset Overdrive. Right. I fucking like that game. <laughs> it's a great game. Um, but I can see why opinion of it is quite polarized like you don't see lot, mm. a lot of people going yeah it's all right you see a lot of people liking it like a lot and you see people hating it a lot um and i get that like and you could and that could be for a number of reasons like the style can rub a lot of people up the wrong way the gameplay can rub a lot of people up the wrong way but for me everything just works i think it's pretty good mix of all the mechanics so I, I'm the the sort of uh, I'm not taking it seriously attitude that the, the whole game has totally fine with the Jet Set Radio esque as everyone keeps referring like comparing it to sort of traversal stuff. Um, I really quite like uh, the visual fidelity, the visual style. Yeah, really like it. Uh, I music, just think not it's, so much, it, but it's, <laughs> it's just a a, a shame. A shame to have to compare to something that has so much style. Yeah, yeah. and like mechanically, but it, but Jet Set Radio is. isn't that great it's... in in many ways. No, especially not the first one. But, Future yeah, is, a, a lot, the first is a lot one. is a lot better in terms of like the flow of movement and stuff. And in some ways, actually, this kind of might have similar flaws. Like because you mm. you have complete freedom of movement, there are times where you hit objects and you just grind to a halt and something, and that's when it's like, ah, oh, damn either I screwed that up or I couldn't make the game do what I wanted to do in that moment because certain bits of the control are perhaps a little floaty. But, you know, like, do you remember when, when you jumped in Jet Set Radio and you had a very slight amount of air control and you're like, oh, I can't quite steer yeah. it to where I want to go. You could oh, sort that's of really turn. frustrating. Yeah. And, yeah, there were times where, depending on how you jumped, you'd get a certain kick in a certain direction differently and it felt a little weird because of that, like, a little imprecise. It's like, this has some of that. Right. Um, uh, and you know, given that there are, there's, it's a lot faster, and there are all kinds of weird moves to do, like the air dash and the wall run, and linking them together. And it's like, for the most part, it works great. But when it sort of doesn't, it's a little jarring. Um, it's quite generous with like, if you push, you have to push X every time you want to grind. You don't auto grind, um, which helps if you need to like fall through things rather than like attaching to every bloody. Telegraph wire that's about the city, um, or whatever, you know, whatever wire or cabling's about. Mm. Um, and it does mean that actually, when you're getting good at the game, it feels like you're getting good. It's not just that, uh, you know, you're powering up or whatever. It's like you're actually getting better at manipulating the controls to do things. Because I don't know if that, when, if I actually stop to notice what my hands are doing, they're doing quite a lot. There, I'm quite busy just moving around like you know jumping around face making sure i'm hitting the x button to grind pushing the air dash button at just the right moment not pushing it here to do things i'm you're actually kind of involved with just moving around and i like that 
because it makes yeah. the traversal interesting, which is something a lot of games don't, or open world games just don't do well, is, you know, getting around the world can feel dull. And this is anything but. Yeah, I love that when when the traversal is... I mean, to be honest, that that the traversal stuff was the best thing about Crackdown, do you remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just fun to move around the city. That made the whole game. Yeah, and it, got, and it and got better as you got all the movement orbs and yeah, stuff. And... Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes that can make the game, you know, having really good, and sometimes it can be really boring if you if you, if you get that bit wrong, as you say. So having a good, nice, powerful kind of traversal. I mean, I gather that like Saints Row, by the time it gets to Ridiculous Three, you never use. Aren't you? A, you're like a superhero in Four, aren't you? You can just like yeah, literally basically. like fly. You, know, you don't driving seems pointless. Yeah, you're... exactly. So, um, but that seems kind of fun. But uh, but that that seems a little bit like I haven't played that too much. But it that seems like if you can just fly. It's not as much fun as having to interact with the world in order to move, which is what you're doing in like Tony Hawk, yeah, yeah, and that's no, kind of four... what and Jet Set Radio, and that's what you're doing in, uh, but in an open Sunset. world, that's cooler in yeah. Sunset, yeah, Overdrive. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think I, I agree with that completely. It's just, yeah, it, I find the traversal just fun to the point yeah. where, like, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff to collect around the world. You've got like, there's a lot of. Uh, like various things just littered about that you need to pick up. So collectibles are high and they act as like forms of currency for unlocking some of the, the amplifications or amps. They don't, they never call them amplifications. I don't know why I called it that. The amps, the soup, the crazy stuff. Sure. Um, you need to find all these things. And I have a good time just get, getting around the city, hunting these down. Or once you get the collectible maps, finding the spot on the map where this thing roughly is. And then, trying to find where where exactly the thing is and collecting it because the traversal is just interesting enough. And mm. then as you're traversing, of course, you see these ridiculous monsters about, which are fun to kill. It's like, I don't know, I find everything about this game fun. Like, just not even in a really taxing sort of way. I don't really, like, engage. It's kind of a nice relax relaxation game for me. Cool, yeah. Despite the fact how crazy it is and how much I'm concentrating to do the traversal. I find it a very relaxing experience. You get into a kind it's, of flow, kind of like with, like Tony Hawk almost is sort of. Yeah. Do you think? Well, it, kind of. Tony Hawk's can be frustrating because you're usually gunning for a goal or you're trying to get a score true. or you're trying yeah. to improve. This doesn't really have difficulty. It's like it can be hard at times facing off against certain enemies, but death has no penalty. And I really mean most of the time it has zero penalty. If you die, you come back somewhere, you start it all again, you just carry on. Mm. The game doesn't care. <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, the it has only some time crazy that makes... like respawn animation as well, just to make it. Yeah, yeah. which is great because you like I, I don't die very often, but when I every time I have, I've seen something different, and it's like okay, that's cool. Like you sort of can't help but chuckle when you're getting born out of an egg. <laughs> you're covered sure. in goop. <laughs> it's, it's just like oh this is cool it's it's as i said I, it's a highly enjoyable game a lot of people say that the, like the gunplay is probably the weakest element and it's like they're not exactly wrong because when you while you're doing the gun the gunplay you're basically just finding okay where's the easiest rail to grind so i can mm-hmm. focus on shooting whilst traveling in a relatively predictable line mm-hmm. um and there are some areas in the game where there are challenges to perform where perhaps that form of traversal isn't necessarily so easy. Mm. And it's that's when the game gets a little frustrating if you can't necessarily combine the two things together well, like either because the environment is too complex or that 
a lot of what you traverse on is near ground level where you're vulnerable, then stuff gets uh, a little tricky. And it's like, you know, they're a little hard to manage. It's like, you don't tend to die, but you just have to uh, deal with it in a way that perhaps isn't as fun as the rest of the game normally is, you know. And it's, or you're just getting mashed about a bit. So, you know, gameplay-wise, it's kind of, kind of cool. The weapons are fun, you know. Like, you get some that are just boring guns, but then you get things that are, like, exploding teddy bears or firework launchers or, uh, <laughs> like, one one gun that put, spawns a uh, um, a clone of yourself that sits there sort of doing a funky dance and anyone getting close to it gets zapped by a red laser beam, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some cool stuff there. Um Anyway, and your ability to modify those, so like I don't know, there's one that's a giant bowling ball that you can fire, then it like just mows everything down in a line. But you can give it like uh, an amp, you can give weapons amps, so you could have it so oh, when it hits, when it kills something, there's a chance for that thing to turn into an explosive, so you can create ridiculous chain reactions, like because the amount of people you might be killing with this bowling ball, and it will be turning those things into explosives, and then they all go off, and it's like yeah, satisfying. That that's pretty fun. much what their game is. It's satisfying. The only thing I think they could have improved upon, though, is their choice of music. Right, yeah, um, that must be hard to get right. I mean... Because, well, they, 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 they roll with the punk theme the majority of the time, but the problem is that it all just kind of just becomes background noise. It's mm. like, they, they try and do some cool stuff to be like, when your style level is zero, for instance, there's no music. And then as you start doing stuff, like you'll get the bass line come in with a bit of mm. drums and stuff. And the more style you get, eventually you'll get the full guitar track and the vocals will come in and stuff. So it's supposed to get more it's supposed to get more hype as <laughs> as stuff happens. Mm. Um which is neat and it works for the most part, but it's just a bit I don't know, the, the same sort of just chords, I guess, all the time with the same drum beat. It gets a little Yeah, a bit grating. Monotonous. Um I wouldn't say grating, because right. it's fine, but it's just yeah. Not it's it doesn't stand out. It's not like Jetso Radio's soundtrack where it's just like, oh, oh yeah, that song, that tune, so good. It's um, like you, you know, you hear a song, you hear the the Isle Ten or whatever song comes on, you're just like tune. Yeah. Know, that one does get kind of annoying. Oh, yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's some pretty amazing. Any of the Naganuma stuff? Did we just lose you, Dan? You sounded like you cut there. Yep, he's gone. Oh no, we've lost Dan. <laughs> Good, right. Well, um, carry on talking about your next game, I guess, while Dan maybe hears that he's not connected and tries to fix it. Uh, this makes me wonder if my router's doing its dumb thing that it sometimes yeah, like does. Where it's restarted and. Potentially. It still says he's connected. Yeah. Doctor yeah. Nick to a new channel. Goes. Default channel timed out from the server. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy, the, enjoy the that. Fail. Yeah. <laughs> So what's next on your game list that you don't need Dan to discuss about? Well, I don't know. Well, I might need to figure this out because he won't be able to reconnect if my IP address changes. Oh, that's true. Cut! <laughs> oh, don't cut the podcast! Is that talking about something on this one? Um, well... No, shit, the router did die. Oh, okay. I guess I played a lot of Guild Wars. Dan doesn't need to hear about that. No, that's true. <laughs> I played a whole bunch of Guild Wars because of the Christmas event lasting a very long time. <laughs> Like, literally a month, at least, maybe more. And it was just like... It's done a thing where I think they're... It seems like they're doing a bit of power creep, but not in, like, the game. They're doing, like, power creep in how much stuff they give out in events. (laughs) Where Where they're just, like... 
Oh, because like the, the previous Christmases, like I guess all the Christmas, like winter events, I suppose. Well, all the previous versions of all the events, I guess. Like yeah. even like the Halloween one this year, it's just like they've scaled up the amount of stuff you get and how easy it is to get it. Or is it, is, it, is that not like whatever every MMO tends to do, where it's like they make it easier for new players to sort of catch up? Like so, every every year they just make things I don't easier. Think, I don't think they should have done that for the events because the whole point of the events is it's meant to be a thing that you do during that time period, and to some extent make it oh, so the, that, the, that getting the stuff within the time period is part of the challenge. Yeah, to some extent. I mean, it's like it's like they have still done that in some ways. Like some of the rarer stuff that you can get out of the Christmas event is quite difficult to get, but it's not. Most of it isn't difficult to get because of it being difficult to get. Most of it is difficult to get because it's a really low probability drop out of the Christmas present, so you just have to open a shit ton of them. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a matter of grinding. And <laughs> and, and then grinding your clicks. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, they don't... And, you know, you'd get a whole shit ton more of those Christmas presents, but the probability of getting these rare things is just even lower. <laughs> So, so you can just get a, a ridiculous number of presents, and then you have to open the presents, and then you have to deal with what comes out of the presents, and half of the shit that comes out of the presents you're just fucking destroying because it's not actually worth anything because the markets are so incredibly saturated. So yeah, it's not actually. I think they've scaled it a bit too far in the in the direction of giving you a shit ton of stuff. <laughs> right. On the plus side, one of the things that has been incredibly common to get out of the Christmas event and the Halloween event is just luck. <laughs> so my magic find percentage has gone up <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> Your magic find percentage was already pretty ridiculous. Well, it's just because I play the game more. <laughs> it's not it's not like it had gone up very quickly compared to the amount of time I did playing, but then when once these two events have gone past, it's gone up significantly during the time period of those events. Christmas has been slightly less ridiculous for that than the Halloween was. The amount of luck I was getting out of Halloween was ludicrous for the amount of time I was playing the game. <laughs> I can't remember. What did they do for Halloween this year? Is it just the... Well, the trick-or-treat bags. Again, oh, just, yes. they gave you, you just get more of them and they just drop luck. Actually, it's like out of the Halloween bags, there was less, there was less of a variety of different things you could get, I think was the thing. Right. So you just tended to get like the generic stuff like luck more frequently. So he's got a ton of luck. <laughs> does this mean you'll eventually be able to get a decent bit of... Or just... At the level you're at, does luck actually mean anything? Well, I like, do... I mean, it's like since about, I don't know, 70% magic fine, probably, I've been seeing that I get yellow drops out of enemies and stuff. Oh, cool. More frequently. Mm. It's like, it's not just all green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. But, but it's really the bad... The, Trouble with it is that, like, getting yellows is fine, but it's still, like, 90% of the time it's not anything you care about. It's just salvage. It's just better salvage. Salvage ectoplasm out of it. Because <laughs> you need ectoplasm for doing high, even higher level stuff. Sure. But then, like, the real thing that Magic Fight matters for is, like, when you're opening up the boss chest and it's, like, you have a small chance of getting an exotic thing. So it's, like, oh, the right. next level up. <laughs> but then, because that's such a small chance, and because it's, like, you're not... Like, well, unless you're doing the grind, it's not like you're opening boss chests that often. <laughs> so it's just like the percentage of magic find when I'm up to 100%, it's just like I'm still not noticing that it's having any effect on that because it will still be ages until I get the random chance of getting an exotic or whatever. Sure, yeah. 
the, the probability is still really low. Yeah. So even the 100% bonus is not sufficient. Your cat's uh, gone crazy. Fuck sake, cat. Is this what happens? Like, does, does the router calm her down? When, like, when, the, when the internet is working... <laughs> oh no, the internet's gone. Holy fuck. Ah! It's like... Your cat is wi now, now I need to wig out so the cat videos can't make... Of me wigging out can't make it to the internet. Oh, I see. It's like, while you can't upload them to the internet, it's safe to be completely insane. It's like how people like don't like their photo taken or something. They shy away from the camera. Cat shies away from all forms of internet, including ambient Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why is there a connecting? You should have the IP now. <laughs> so you need to go and poke him some more. Uh, maybe. Or is your internet still boned? Well, uh, so it's working now. So I guess there's not really much else to say about Guild Wars, apart from the Christmas stuff has been... I think they made most of it... Dr. Nick entered your oh, channel no. default Hello. on the server. Hello, you're back. We're just talking about Guild Wars 2 because you weren't here and obviously <laughs> you don't need to be involved in that conversation. I have returned. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. My router, like, as I explained very briefly, my router has a thing at the moment where it likes to restart itself periodically, and it's the most annoying thing. <laughs> so you're in the middle of a game or a podcast. Yeah, and it can just die. Not Sucky. as bad as my internet's been, but I think that's actually a problem with the actual physical internet. Like, they've been working in the phone lines or whatever. Yeah, I hope it's not the physical internet, but I'm pretty sure it's the router, because the router goes through a whole boot-up sequence, and for a while you can't get into its... Yeah. Uh, Access. Yeah, into its admin panel. So, yeah. Fuck routers. I guess there wasn't really anything else much to say about Guild Wars. I was just wrapping it up, saying the Winter's Day stuff is... Wrapping it up. Yep. No, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, saying the Winter's Day stuff is probably too easy to just get stuff... Some of it is actually sort of nice, though, because they've made, like, there was, there's that, the event in the stupid, like, toy production facility or whatever, where you have to defend the dolly axe and waves of toys, the, the, the you know, defense oh, yes, yeah. waves mode yeah. in every game ever. That's sort of easier yeah, now, mode. because you don't have to form a party. Oh, okay. It's like you just join a random game, and there's always a game running, and then it just drops you into wherever there's space. Oh, cool. But although the other the other version of that where you actually have to, where it's not just a horde mode, like there's specific events and stuff, that one you do still need to form a team for. Right, okay. Well, you know, that's not so bad. And that, that mode is probably another example of giving you way too much reward because <laughs> it's quite easy to grind. And all you're doing is just like running back and forth and setting up turrets. So it's not like you're actually... Really fighting. <laughs> yeah, you're not really doing anything taxing. That's mm. another podcast activity. Like, I'll listen to this podcast and just grind out a shit ton of Winter's Day presents because it's well easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that's sort of different, I guess, about Good Wars is that the, they did do the, the login rewards patch where you get, they take, got rid of the monthlies or whatever. Oh, yes. And the yeah. new dailies. The new dailies do kind of suck, though, because, hmm. like, the things that they've chosen. Well, sometimes it just sucks because they choose things that I don't do, even within the context of PvE. Because it's like they have PvE and they have PvP and they have World versus World. And it's like if you do three out of any of those, then you get your daily reward. And oh, achievement points. right. That's, that's a bit annoying. Well, it's so, that's not Good. too bad because there's like four, uh, four achievements in each. So if you can do three out of four in one of the sections, then you're good. Oh, okay. And obviously... You, need to, you only need to make succeed in one section. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, or any, or three out of any of those. Sure. Right. But like, so like, I only have one section to work from because I don't PvP, and I very, very rarely world versus world if I can be bothered. Mm. So I'm only worried about the PvE, 
So there's four achievements to choose from, and there's been several times where it's just like, well, there's like today there was an, one of the four one of the four PV PV achievements was for doing frac- fractals, and I don't oh, do okay. those. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like that's actually a bit of PVE content I've never done. So one of them was for doing fractals, and another one was for doing a specific level of fractal. And I was like, well, shit, that just means I can't do my daily today because two out of the four are fractals. Are fractal related. Yeah, that sucks. But then what actually sucks more about them is, like, they, for some reason, they chose to make one of the types of PvE daily category, like, they've had this before, but now it's, now there's only four to choose from. It's kind of worse, where one of the categories will sometimes be do five events on this specific map. So naturally, the entire fucking server is just piling uh, on these maps map. and yeah. completing the events that spawn in like two seconds. It's like if you're not there, literally the moment the event spawns, you're never going to get to where it is in time to contribute. You just need to be part of the train somehow. Yeah, you just need to vaguely have an idea of where the events spawn on this map and kind of know which ones respawn quickly and that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, and, I get the impression they they might change some of that. Yeah, kind of hoping so. And then the other one that also sort of sucks in some ways is when it's when it when one of the PVE events is for a world boss, because the world bosses only spawn at certain specific times of the day, mm. <laughs> so you have to be like, oh, I better make sure I'm still playing at quarter past two when this boss spawns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little silly. I get in a way, do you reckon they're encouraging people to be together, like the. In the way the game like to stop people from just spreading out yeah, and doing shit where it's not actually well, it's not actually a good experience. Even in the world bosses, where it's like, oh look, the entire server is standing here waiting for this world boss to spawn, and it <laughs> dies in like thirty seconds because everyone's just beating the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't actually make that an interesting experience. It makes that a frame laggy experience. Shouldn't they? Well, yeah. Shouldn't they try and scale? Maybe that will if they want to stick with this idea. Maybe they'll try and scale bosses and events better. Well, I mean, they. They do scale the bosses' events. It's just not, not but, enough, obviously. But it seems like they're just putting too many people in the same server. Because once after they change to the whole mega server system, where regardless of which supposed server you're on, you just get lumped in with a server of worth of people. Yeah, it still seems like they're letting too many people in per map. Right. Okay. They could, but then it's like you maybe you don't. No, I think they could just lower the cap, and it would make it better. Like slightly fewer people completing every event instantly, and slightly fewer people instantly murdering the world boss. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit weird. But it's fine. I still, I'm not quite. I'm on the last row of the daily login rewards, so I've only got like four or five. No, probably like five or six more days until I see what the last one is. The supposed potential legendary equipment part, or whatever. So yeah, it's Guild Wars. And then I guess I was trying to remember other things that I should talk about, but I hadn't talked about during this like four to six weeks. We haven't talked about stuff. Mm. There hasn't really been that much. <laughs> there was Luftrausers over Christmas for the sale. You, you were saying you've been playing quite a bit of that. Yeah, t- t- take me through Luftrausers. That looks pretty damn cool, I have to say. Because, you know, I've played quite yeah, a lot of it as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just fine, if you ask me. But it's, it's not like, like there's anything to it. It's just like it's another Super yeah. Hexagon type game where it's like. Or, or you know, a mobile style game <laughs> where it's like you do a do a thing for a minute and then you're done. Yeah, and then you can keep playing it. I think, like you know, the conditions. It doesn't feel necessarily totally fair. Well, I think, I think my like... main problem with it is that 
there's too much variance in like the randomness of how things spawn. Yeah, like you can have like total black, like blank periods of time. Something. Well, it's just like like mainly from like the very beginning of the game. It's like sometimes normally you get like a certain amount of small planes spawning, mm. but sometimes it's like it just continues to spawn the small planes, and sometimes it doesn't. And it's yeah. just like I've killed all the small planes, but now I really kind of need something to continue my combo with, <laughs> and yeah. those are the thing that you continue your combo with because they die really easily. Yeah, and then because then you're left with what the boats, yeah, maybe, boats pretty much. Yeah, it's which, just like that's, which don't necessarily go down that quick. No, it's just like there's slightly too much variance in in the randomness of the spawning. Yeah. And it, then, it makes actually gunning for a score and stuff like that kind of tricky yeah. because it's like it might not actually be you might not get a run that's very helpful compatible with your yeah. plan and then that can obviously <laughs> screw you later on where it's like the thing that always gets me is when it's like randomly four enemy aces have spawned oh yeah <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ yeah shit that's a problem <laughs> and then you know tame down a blimp it's difficult or if you're too slow at taking down a blimp, or you just avoid it, and the second one turns up, and you're like, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't think I ever survived long enough once one blimp is there to worry about two. Oh, because you haven't taken one down yet? Well, I did, eventually. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's tricky. Only certain builds I've pulled that off with. I can't remember what those are now. Well, the trouble but... is there's two, there's two builds where one of the last missions is kill a blimp. It's just like, those are the difficult ones. Yeah. I found a build that I could do it with, but I'm not sure I could do it with either of those two other ones. And then you've got all the SFMT challenges. Well, those aren't very difficult, surprisingly. So some, some of them aren't. And then until you get to like, oh, you need to get this file and kill this thing, like some of them towards the end are pretty tricky. Yeah, but a lot of them I don't think I've like, done them all. kill a boat. And it's like, well, that's that. It, yeah. <laughs> that's still quite difficult, but it's doable. Yeah. One of the I noticed that one of the last random random part ch- challenges is kill three blimps with your eyes closed, which I assume is just a kill three blimps in total over time. <laughs> wow, oh, weird. But yeah, playing random body parts and then trying to kill a blimp means you're going to be playing a lot of games over and over because you can't. There's a lot of ways that that won't. If you get the you know melee body, that run's not going to happen. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So yeah, I played a fair bit of that. It's funky. It's funky. I it, it used to. It's sort of. I, I think I agree with everything you said. I don't think it's as good as a lot of places on the internet have been making out. It's not, you know, end of the world. This is the game type stuff. But... Yeah, you know, because it's for for small games that came out this year. It probably is a pretty good one, really. Yeah, I just right, in terms of. All the small games you could think of, like I don't, I'm not sure. Whatever, but like yeah. this year, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's been as many amazing small games. Yeah, maybe not. Not not those short timers, I suppose. Yep, <laughs> short time games, as it's called. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only other thing to talk about, which happened a very long time ago at this point, mm. was I did actually finish Valkyria Chronicles. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Didn't get a yeah. chance to say that on the podcast. Yeah, so you told me about it, but yeah. I didn't have that last, last mission then. Yeah, I didn't have as much trouble with the last boss as Rob did, apparently. Fuck, I don't know. Although Rob didn't really remember why. <laughs> no. I was so, trying to watch Rob. You guys playing that. It, I, yeah, I, I remember just, watching Rob play that last yeah. boss. Or try to. Mm. On the deck I don't, of that I don't remember big, about it either. <laughs> the aircraft carrier thing, right? Yeah. I must, I must have. I probably just was missing some tactic, golden tactic that like opens that up. Well, you or... see, this is the thing that I was trying to see if this was Rob's problem, but he couldn't remember. I really can't. It's which was, there's, it's like 
I think it's actually a problem of of like the game has taught you one thing which makes the makes you think that you're meant to do it one way, but you're not. Which is like so throughout the game, you have several encounters with Valkyrias, and they have their stupid blue glowy power, which basically makes them invulnerable. Yeah. So that's that's like your experience with them. And then there's one specific mission where you where you come up against the Valkyrie, where it's like if you shoot her with a tank shell, you're told this. It's like if you shoot her with a tank shell, it will slow her down because apparently, even though she's invulnerable, it still you know takes effort or whatever mm. <laughs> to, to deflect the tank bullets. So you're told that specifically, and that's how you you know deal with it in that mission. You shoot her to slow her down while you're dealing with the other part of the mission. But then once you get to the last boss. It's like, that's a Valkyria situation as well. There's the blue glowy thing. It's slightly different because of things that happen. <laughs> because of things. And, but then it's like, so you're meant to, you disable the towers and that makes him vulnerable and then you shoot him. So naturally, I would say, f- from what you've been taught through the course of the game, you think that you're meant to shoot him with tank shells or anti-tank weapons. Because it's like, nothing else even damages him normally. And just because you've weakened him slightly, that's only going to make him slightly vulnerable. So you automatically think you're meant to hit him with the hardcore shit. Mm. When in actual fact, as it turns out, you just shoot him with anti-personnel weapon and that's more effective. <laughs> oh. So you just shoot him with normal guns and that does way more damage than tank shells. And obviously with tank shells, you're even using two command points per shot. Right. So you so can I was do using twice my, as much actual shots. So I was like using my snipers and lancers to take down the, the towers. towers. Yeah. And then I think I ended up, I, I think I ended up in a weird timing situation where Whenever he was vulnerable was a time where I needed to back off because everyone was like dead or or super dying or something. Yeah, or, yeah. I do well, the way that. so so whenever whenever I would have had the chance to actually do damage to him, I actually had to back off, otherwise everyone was going to die. Well, the way the way it turned out for me was that sort of well, I was saving you know during the mission, but sort of coincidentally, I managed to trigger him into stage two. Like, I managed to do enough damage with the tank shells to put him into the stage two mode where his attack pattern changes and he, like, he repositions backwards so it gives you more time. Mm. So I'd actually got to that point just before I discovered that you should shoot it with anti-personnel weapons. And then through discovering that, I realized that at this point, because basically all my non-tank units were still in the starting zone, he took one turn to walk forwards... I took the start of my next turn to disable the towers, and then I still had enough CP to run like two assault dudes up because of the way where he moves to on that specific turn. He's standing on that platform, which is slightly raised up. And as your units advance from the spawn, they go down into a dip so he can't see them. Oh, interesting. So as you come up the edge of the ramp to get a line of sight on him, that gives you enough time to get to position without him actually being able to see you so you don't get counterfired. Yeah. And then you can just have one standing on each side, shoot him in the back each time so he turns around, which gives you even more time to get into firing mode before he realizes, <laughs> basically. And then I just like offloaded six or seven turns worth of shots, ran them back down the ramp so you can see them again. Maybe do a smoke grenade with the tank to make him even less aware of where everyone is during his turn. And then I got through it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd ever got to that second phase. Yeah. It's kind of annoying in the second phase because it's like it's, his attack becomes even more ridiculous. It's just like an error of effect burst that hits practically everything on the battlefield. All right. so but it does more damage the closer you are. So like, You could have just fired it at the smoke cloud. Yeah, you yeah. could have done. Smoke clouds are a bit weird in that game. Like, literally, it completely obscures all line of sight, mm. which can be awkward because there's one mission where the enemy develops smoke cloud technology mm. right near the end of the game. 
and it's incredibly difficult. It's like, you know an enemy is there because you know that's where an enemy is. Maybe not because you've necessarily yeah. seen them recently. <laughs> but then if there's a smoke cloud, even if you know an enemy is there, you practically have to bump into them before your guys will see them within the smoke cloud. <laughs> right. Which makes it incredibly difficult. It's like, I know an enemy is there somewhere, but I have to like very carefully move over every inch of terrain possible just until I actually touch him to discover where he is. <laughs> and he can't see me, so he's not going to do any counterfire during this process. Right, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of awkward. You can see him and then go, oh, right, you know, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Yeah, then you can just shoot him. So yeah, that was the end of that game. And then I started playing it again just to see, just because I was like, it was kind of weird. Do you have like a plus then, or do you mean just playing the story? Well, there's again? a new game plus okay. thing where you keep all your ranks and everything okay. and all your equipment, which makes the start of the game incredibly easy. Yeah. Because I was going through, I, you know, there's an achievement for A ranking everything. Mm. And I was like, well, the start of the game should be well easy. And it turns out it is. <laughs> so I was just A-ranking everything. And as it turned out, like towards the end of the game, I was actually managing to get B-ranks on some of the missions. So I was like, maybe I can do this. Hmm. But, you know, I didn't actually get all the way through it because, you know, that's a lot of missions to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even when you're, like, practically invulnerable and can just run directly through all the enemy fire and kill everything in one shot. <laughs> hmm. And then I finished leveling up all the classes to 20 and, you know, all that fancy stuff. Got all their ultimate abilities, which is somewhat ridiculous in a lot of cases. Like, ah, well, have this sniper woman whose ultimate ability is she has 100% accuracy, so her targeting curse just becomes a point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shoot anything from any range and you won't miss. <laughs> nice. <laughs> She's kind of ridiculous. It's also kind of funny to replace near the start of that game with your, like, high-level equipment because it, like... Arguably, this could be the case in the actual normal progression as well, but it so it becomes the point where you basically don't use lancers because you can just machine gun tanks in the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> it does ludicrous amounts of damage, especially if you use the orders. It's like if you use the penetration order so it ignores defense. Oh yeah, yeah. then you can like take tanks out in like five bullets <laughs> <laughs> if you can get to the radiator. So yeah, that kind of gets kind of ridiculous in some ways but kind of cool in another way, where it's like, now I can be awesome, do things cool, and get A-ranks in <laughs> super fast times. Yeah, just run someone up there, basically. There was one particular mission where it's just like, it's that stupid mission where there's a base and it's on top of like a dual spiral hill. It's oh, like one yes. of the extra missions. Yeah. And it's like that mission, I A-ranked in one turn, in literally one turn, because it's like, have this scout run directly into the middle of the enemy base, throw a grenade to knock the two guys who are in the flag zone out of the way, and cut it. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Easiest mission ever. So yeah. Well, it's kind of that level of stupidity that I kind of like about it in that it is a, like a proper strategy game rather than a war simulation in a way. But... I guess. <laughs> So, I like that game. There was one. So even if I didn't finish it, I like it. There was one mission where I nearly boned myself out of an A rank because I didn't realize what the condition was. Because it's like get to the end zone, but it's it's like it's actually specifically get your tank to the end zone. Oh, I see. So I ran through everything completely, like really being awesome and like only killing the things I need to and evading everything else and like capping midpoints and respawning everyone up there. Mm. And I was like, oh wait, I actually need to drive the tank all the way from the rear because you can't respawn that. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. Well, I made it in time, so it's okay. <laughs> Still made it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. 
yeah, that's that game. It's pretty damn cool. Cool, yeah. Shame the sequels were on the uh, PSP. Well, we'll see. Maybe they'll suddenly re-release them on PC somehow. But, yeah, they would take a bit more work to bring up. <laughs> yeah, but... just a bit. I didn't even know it was based on an anime, which is pretty funny. I mean, obviously, probably everything is fucking based oh, on anime. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I didn't realise it was based on it. I thought the anime came after the fact. Well, it so. depends which order the actual games were released, I guess. Because, mm. you know, the second and third ones are also tight, you know, they... Yeah, apparently they're more, like, like typical high school affair. Yeah, as you would imagine. Which isn't so good, but... But, yeah, it was weird to find that out. I was just like, well, okay, I guess that makes sense. The actual facts. Although I've seen, I've, I've seen clips of it, and it's like actually the bits where certain events in the games cross over, like certain bits that are done in the anime that are done in the game. Yeah, I prefer the games version of the cutscene because you know the the, the the polygonal renderings are pretty good. Right. Yeah. And the quality of hand drawn shit can vary quite significantly in, in animes, especially. Yeah. Like which which team did they farm this cell out to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is this is the static shot mouth move team. Yeah, and this is the oh, we need a bit of uh, like Fancy high smoke. high action combined with CG scene team. Like we did thirty seconds a week. You know, give them something. yeah, exactly. That's that. I can't remember anything else particularly that I played, which is weird because you think after all this time there would have been other things that I played, but apparently not. <laughs> I guess I sort of played some Starbound ish. After the unstable version of that patch, but there's not really much to say about that. Still waiting for the stable version of that patch. Right. <laughs> that was another podcast game. I'm just going to go mine some resources while I can just yeah. do podcast. Yeah. There's a podcast. So, what else do you actually have to talk about? Because we did really get through all of your shit. I'm playing Counter Strike. Yeah. Kipper's bought me a copy of uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive. How, what is Counter Strike like these days? How is the same how, as it's always been? So how different is it from your... Source? Like, well, that's well, ten years ago now. For Source came yeah, out, right? I mean, mechanically, it's the same game. Like, you still buy stuff in the same way. The the guns still act in the same bizarre way they always have done. It's particularly the and same it's... game if the only map you ever play is Dust Two. <laughs> Although that is my favorite map. Well, yeah, it always was. Did they have they updated the graphics on that map since Source or ten years ago? I, I mean, like, it's, it's it, like, don't be right. They, they've graphically improved it slightly. They've remodeled. It's not like the same map they, in the in the sense that you know they've taken the original design completely. They've remodeled bits of it so they, it all you know looks a little different at first. Yeah, because they you know slightly more fancy. They've made it look a little more realistic. It's the same geometry, though, isn't it? Roughly. Yeah, roughly. Roughly. I think they've been rebuilt from the ground up, but they are basically the same layout. You know, there are new maps, but I think all the old ones are there, too. But no one fucking plays them. Everyone fucking loves Dust 2 so much. Well, I was playing... I don't remember Mirage from the original. I don't necessarily remember the name. No. A bit of me thought, oh, maybe it's... That a bit of me thought maybe it's like or it's got elements that are similar to other levels, but couldn't quite remember it. I think that might be a new one. Has the palace, sort of like called. Office. That was okay. Yeah, Office was Office, a weird one. Though. Office was a strange one, but could be fun because it, it like I I seemed to be all right at close combat in the in back in the day. Well, but, Office was another was like a map that had problems with the engine because it was a lot of jumping up stuff in Office yeah. more so than most of the other levels. I guess. 
weird windows that were actually kind of difficult to get through. I mean, the bunny hopping technique isn't such a thing anymore, at least. Well, it never really was in source, even really. They'd sort of yeah, they started, started, they get started rid of that they got rid of it after one six, and it's like, which is nice. But strangely, got into it because I think the way the, the thing that's getting me like the, the the reason why I'm sort of enjoying it is because the matchmaking system is pretty good. Because um, I joined games with Kips, I think it must be matchmaking to his skill level, which is actually he, he's bet he's quite good at it because he plays a shit ton of it. But it's not so far above me that I feel hideously outclassed or we end up in teams where I can't contribute in some way. Right, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's the, the, the competitive mode is pretty slick now. Like, it's, it's five on five games, the best of 30 rounds, essentially, with a team switch halfway through. And, uh, you know, the way all, the, all of the hardcore settings on, like, you can't view the enemy team. You can talk while you're dead still, but because you can't see the other team, it doesn't really matter. Like, and, the, you know, because of the radar tells you where your teammates have died, that it's just like, there's no harm really in talking to your own team whilst dead, that kind of thing. It's, uh, the presentation is quite slick. You know, if, if you're watch, if you're spectating a game, you can pull up graphs on people's money and like the various stats about the game and stuff. It's like, it's well thought through, um, from a UI standpoint and things like that. Uh, but it's ultimately the same game, and I kind of weirdly into it. I don't know why. What what changed? Because I know I was never a fan, really. Not even back in the day, just not really a fan. I think I and it's. But now I, I kind of like it. I think I've got better. With weirdly, I I th- I feel like I'm a lot better at shooters or a lot better at Counter Strike now than I ever was, which is weird given how long it's been since I've played a Counter Strike. I don't think I actually like the idea of that competitive mode that much. I mean, I like the idea of oh, it's the really good. It's so and, tense and, and like the ranking and how it actually plays the teams against each other and stuff. I just don't really want to commit to thirty fucking rounds of dust two. <laughs> That's my actual problem with that. It, it, it does take a while. Like most games are, are on average, I don't know what forty five minutes to an hour, and the game does warn you, "Hey, this might take up to ninety minutes." Yeah, like I'm gonna pe- and we're gonna penalize you if you quit. Yeah, like badly. Like, I, I think you get, like, a. Rick Kippers was telling me there's, like, a two-hour ban from competitive mode if you quit the first time. And the second time, it's, like, a 24-hour ban or something. I mean, it's um, not like... And, it, like, the actual game doesn't let you play any more than two games. Two, until you've got ten wins under your belt, the game doesn't let you play more than um, two wins, two winning rounds in a 24-hour period. I think it's to stop, like, p- players from resetting their stats or opening new accounts and then like just wailing on noobs right yeah. basically there, there, there's and i'm not through that yet because I, I like i've actually only got what seven, six competitive wins under my belt so far and um, in about five sessions or something so so it's not like you can't have at least 45 minute maps in team fortress but it just seems like I guess it's because the maps in that are so... It's just like, it is like 30 rounds. Mm. It's like, it's only a minute of things happening, basically. But I've basically played all my get all my competitive games on Dust 2, and I don't care, because it's a great map. And it's like... I don't know. There's something about that format that is making me like the game more than I ever did. And it's... Uh, as long as I'm playing it with someone, it's no fun on your own, I don't think. Um... Like I like how I find most multiplayer games, I guess. Not a lot of fun on your own. But 
uh, yeah, we're really into it. Quite like it. Tried to convince Zach to play it, but he's done with Counter Strike, apparently. Yeah. 2015, the year of Counter Strike. <laughs> well, I forget when this one version came out. Was it two years ago now? Yeah, probably. It's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's just well made. It could that's why I brought it up in the esports conversation earlier because it's quite it's quite well suited in well, a weird yeah. way. It's a classic, isn't it? For yeah, that's what they were trying to do, obviously. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty. This is like uh, going towards that model, and it's like it's it is it's strange in that it's like well, it's only like a tenner or something to to buy the game, but it it sort of follows the same model that Valve do with the other games, and immediately makes me think, well, why isn't this a free to play game that you could buy gun skins for that if you want? Yeah. You know why? Why isn't it a free-to-play game? Because they know that, like, just fancy gun skins isn't enough. No, I guess not. <laughs> and they, and the, in, in fairness to them, the skins are super cheap. Like, it's not like a TF2 hat style yeah. cost. Um, although I think they are starting to roll out things that do require a, um, like, a DLC pass or something if you want to play in a certain playlist or something. Like, they brought back Train, or is it Train or Rail Yard or whatever it is the. I think oh, what the level's called. Yeah. Um, so that they they've remade that recently and brought that into the game, but I think it's behind a DLC wall. Like that you have to buy this pack to gain access to it or something. Um and it's not available in competitive for that reason. It's only in casual. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know why I, I was wholeheartedly expecting to hate it, but I don't. So <laughs> So there, another multiplayer f- thing to talk about, which is going to be miles more interesting, probably to you both, is I've been playing Halo Five. The multiplayer. Five. When is that the due mul- out? Not for ages, right? Uh, end of this year, I think. Right. So they've got a beta now. Yeah, which is the, it, it fits with their normal timing for when they run their betas. They always okay. sort of run them somewhere between now and Easter, and then. Uh, and then, and then the game comes out at the end of that year. Um, so because of that, you can... It's clearly early. Like, the presentation definitely isn't all there yet. It's not mm. running at a great resolution. It's not... It doesn't maintain a perfect 60 frames at all times. Um, it's a little bit hitchy, but it is running at 60, you know, which is, I guess, new for a full Halo game. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Keeping up with the uh, remakes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's um, and yeah, and it, it's it, it's a little glitchy in places, and that, I think there's a, I think there are things that need work, but holy cow, I think they're onto a good thing here. Does it feel like a different game than? Oh, Fire it's then? not. It's yeah, it doesn't feel like Halo anymore because they've kind of gone down the the they're the kind of meeting the new trend of being a hyper mobile. Oh, okay. Um, fast-paced game so it kind of weirdly sits it has a bit of everything in it it has a bit of titanfall but you don't get the double jump has a bit of call of duty in that you can thrust you have like a sideways dodge you can do at any time okay um within reason like once you use it there's a cooldown period before you can use it again and it's you can only really use it once in a fight um you can you can mantle and you've got these weird you have like a jetpack that doesn't let you double jump and doesn't let but you can hover while shooting for a brief period of time 
if you're in the yeah. middle of the air, like you, um, like okay. if you aim down your sights, your jetpack activates and you can sort of sit there in the air for a while. Or even better, you can click the right stick to go into ground pound mode, which gives you a few seconds to line up a cursor, and then you go huzzah into the floor and go wha-bam with a really satisfying noise that right. will, uh, most of the time, depending on how good your aim is, kill someone if you, if you land on them. Hmm. Um, other times it will just send them flying, which then creates an interesting combat scenario because you you take a little while to stand back up from it um so you, this guy could be flying but he could still be shooting at you and it's uh you've got to try and come out of the animation then look in the right direction and deal with it and so it creates a sort of like oh actually this fight isn't quite so clear-cut as it i thought it was going to be um and i thought the increased pace was going to be to the detriment of it and it does take a long quite a while to get used to it i wouldn't say a long time but if it, it takes a good number of games before you kind of go this isn't halo but I, it's not that's your phone is that yep. the time limit that's the time anyway carry on oh no yeah it takes a good one while for you to realize this isn't halo as i know it but it borrows enough from halo mechanics and from Call of Duty, that it kind of feels a little fresh. That's good. I think it was in need of a bit of freshening up in some ways. And it it it, it just generally works. I, I as I said, like, it suffers from some of the classic problems, like the visual design at the moment very much favors the blue team in that they blend into the environment so much yeah. better than the red team do. It's annoying. Um. You kind of get used to it, and you, your eyes eventually adjust to how to pick them out from the environment. But it's it's just so much easier to pick the red guys out of an entirely blue level. Mm. Um, <laughs> when are they going to realise that, that red versus blue is a terrible, terrible colour? It's game. not a great colour scheme. But then again, TF uses it okay. But then no level is like red or blue. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, it's guess, like orange. I guess or... the snowy levels are quite, can go to be on the blue side. Yeah, but it's more. It's definitely more white than it is. <laughs> Like the same color blue. They should, they should. I don't know what else you'd pick. Like, well, the trouble with it is, is just because it's always been red versus blue, and because, they can't change it now, and because it's just like that's the sort of standard color scheme of good guys and bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's so inbuilt, but it's still such a terrible choice. I'd like to see like them. You'd be able to pick your preferred team color. And then, like, so each player has a, has a, like a, a, a stat that there's like, I would prefer us to be on this, this to be this color this game. <laughs> okay, and yeah, but then, then everyone would choose blue. <laughs> maybe, yeah, because they know it's better. Maybe <laughs> for blending in, and then maybe it would end up being something else. Versus, yeah, yeah, no. could end up with some interesting. Like, occasionally it just mixes up, and it's like today your pink team. You think they would have right. been able to somehow solve this problem just by like there must be some way to analyze like contrast and stuff and say like if we make this color this level of brightness or whatever mm. versus this other one it actually matches better versus background well maybe that's what some of this is about like they'll be analyzing the play and be like okay red team seems to win a significant uh, uh a, well, yeah either way around you know what i mean you know what i mean blue yeah. team wins a significant number more than the red team on this level and then investigate that like you think you this could, would be a kind of thing that they would have already thought of by this point in all well, these for, hundreds of games that yeah, have but three, four, technically three four well, three yeah, have only got one game of their own under their belt at this point and they uh, the way that the way halo 4 mixed things up i think didn't really please many people it was interesting but but it was it was too much of the middle ground it was too much this isn't halo but at the same time it's not really a modern shooter it, 
It was kind of awkward. I think the um, next next team colours clearly have to be. This is like I'm trying to think of two colours that are actually go, that would actually work. It would be like yellow versus pink. It's like they're both really bright, okay. but they're distinct enough that you could visually identify it quite quickly. Or would yellow be a bit too? Problematic in a desert environment, really. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, if there's a desert. Well, Halo has had deserts. <laughs> or rocky areas. Yeah, I don't know. It might have to be level specific. I guess. That and that's not really a problem, sense. is it? Like, And the other thing it does at the moment that's a little disappointing that I think pretty much every Halo game before it has done is that there's an old school loading pause before the game now, rather than like what has been there since Halo 2, I think, where background loads. Mm. while you're still in the menus and then goes hey it's ready now go which is always cool and more games need to do that but and matchmaking is still pretty dodgy like I, but they are trying to do proper skill based matchmaking mm. which I have to commend them for but it's it's pretty dodgy right now it doesn't always sometimes it can take a very long time for, for it to find something meaningful and then the game can really wig out and do some crazy menu stuff like I ended, I ended up getting it stuck in strobe mode once where everything was just sort of fading to black really fast and then coming back at normal volume no, normal volume normal brightness and then fading to black again just repeating really quickly it's like okay why am I in strobe mode mysterious <laughs> but I think it's a really interesting thing and it, it then leads on to the what is the I guess the obvious question here is is the single player going to handle like this and is that going to make the single player a very different game from what we've seen before hmm. I think the trouble with it is that like it's, the game's nearly a whole year away still assuming yeah. it's going to come out in November I guess uh, September some Halo games have launched in September but yeah I would imagine some October November is more likely it's like it seems cool now but we've had Titanfall and Call of Duty last year. <laughs> it's a game to seem old by the time it goes. How many more games are going to come out this year before it that are going to be the same? I'm not sure there are any. No, it doesn't seem like there are at the moment. But... No. <laughs> I don't think there will be any hypermobile shooters before this comes out. Unless, unless, you, they, unless UT gets somewhere. Unless they just make Titanfall 2 based on the same engine. Oh, yeah, and just crap it out. I don't, I, don't think they, I don't think they could. They, they, can't, they can't rattle out. Titanfall 2 that fast they don't because it's only them it's only one team it's like Battlefield 5 isn't going to come out this year is it not that we're aware of it's hard I guess first. It, yeah and, and you know and that's not the same yeah that's not hypermobile unless you count driving around in a lot of different cars and bikes but <laughs> yeah. it's not really the same thing well I guess the whole and 2015, I, I really don't know what's happening 2015 at the moment like in terms of the gaming, nothing's really coming to mind saying, oh, I'm super excited about this. And it's like, mm, Splatoon, maybe. Mm. That, Star Fox. That's kind of hypermobile in a Nintendo way, which is well, still quite yeah. slow, but <laughs> well, yeah, while compared you're on, to anything else that they've done. Yeah, while you're on foot, anyway. Splatoon looks cool, though. Uh, maybe Star Fox, if that's going to be this year. Although they've said, they've said it is, but we haven't seen anything from it. It's supposed to be before Zelda. Yeah. And then, of course, Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. That's really all I know. I only really know the Nintendo space. I don't really... Did they say Street Fighter Five was supposed to be this year? Or was it... You'd hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think they've already announced it. Supposed to evolve. Yeah. But that might as well have been a last year game, really. Mm. It seems like. <laughs> well, yeah. 
kind of know everything there is to know about that game now, right? <laughs> like, unless, it, unless it's not. Yeah. Because at the moment, it seems, it's, well, to me, it seems sort of along the same lines as Titanfall, where it's like, it might be really cool, but it doesn't seem like there's very much of it. <laughs> and maybe that's why they're going yep. so hard into the esports direction. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, I'll have to see how that one pans out. I, I kind of want to have faith in the Left 4 Dead team, the original Left 4 Dead, because what they created in Left 4 Dead was something pretty special at that moment in time. Mm. Yeah, big fan so of I that kind of first like to, Yeah, I kind of like to think that they could do that again, but I'm not convinced by what I've seen thus far. First Batman. Yeah, I really hope that's good. I, I don't think it... It can't be as good as the first Batman game. That game was just too good to follow up, really. But, yeah, uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum is just a nice, compact, perfectly yeah. scoped game. Exactly, yeah. And the so, second one got a bit out of hand, if you ask me. Tiny bit, and origins. I think they made some some dodgy choices in the second one as well, sort of. Mm. Um, but uh, hopefully this will make good on those, but I still don't think it has much chance of beating that first one. But... Uh, at least it will beat whatever other team chat out. What was it? Arkham Origins. Origins, or yeah. So I'm sure well, it'll be good. That's that's you know, Origins isn't a bad game. It's just more of the second. Yeah, from, uh, from what everyone says, and I think but, Eddie has been playing through that recently. So I, I mean, the, more info out of him. But. It looks really good. The new one, like graphically. I'm, I'm oh not, yeah. I mean, everyone seems a bit apprehensive about the Batmobile stuff. I kind of agree. It doesn't seem very Batman-y. No. Driving around in a tank. That doesn't seem very Batman. But, not very uh, sleek, does it? Not very... We, we'll, we'll see how that it's actually pans out. No. No. First it's Uncharted 4. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, do you see the gameplay demo of that? That looked pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to pretty say cool. that looked great. The AI stuff on that looked mm. really fun, and the stealth stuff. Speaking of stealth stuff, I've been playing Alien. Oh, you've actually been playing playing it for real this time. Yeah, yeah, I bought it in the sale. Oh, okay, cool. In the sale, so I've been playing that. Yeah, it's good. It's hard. Well, I it had one of those nagging difficulty select screens. You know how games do that. Right? It's mm. like. It, it has a little description next to the thing that says like hard mode well it's gonna kill you this is how it's meant to be played i yeah. always hate that it's annoying so i picked the one that play it like this made. you pussy yeah I, so i did i was like oh fine so i stuck it on hard mode as soon as the alien turned up i was like wow like i had to go and look up what the differences and the difficulties are and it's like you know its vision cone is much wider and it can hear smaller things and mm. it's just much more acute senses basically so it can just kill you much much more easily that must be really annoying if you move from normal to hard mode but i guess that's the only way they could improve the difficulty right or yeah increases it like it i can see what they mean at... like it it's the way it's meant to be played in that the alien is meant to be terrifying and badass and, yeah. and badass as hell but that first encounter with the proper encounter with the alien well, I, the first thing you have to do when you with the proper encounter with the alien is you have to sneak. It's an it's it's an area that's not very big with like, with like circular corridors and stuff where the alien can like freely move around, and you have to go up and punch a code into a door and open it and go through it. 
right? Um, and the first time I did it, I, I managed to, you know, because I got the motion tracker at that point, managed to, I waited until it fucked off, basically, and was off my scope, walked up to the door, punched the code in, started moving through, all while totally crouched, and he just ran out behind me and killed me the moment I moved through the door. I was like, did it hear the door yeah. open? I mean, the only way I can get through is to punch in the code here. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking, and at that point I'd been playing for a couple of hours and stuff. And I was like, well, fuck this for now. And I came back mm -hmm. to it and it wasn't so bad. I mean, I think I was just really unlucky that first time. Yeah. I think that's what, what I, I think would, I would find super annoying about that annoying, game. Yeah. Like when you, when you, when you think you're good, but you're not. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, you're never safe pretty much. Uh, when that thing's around. But it, it, it is good because it is scary. And the, I mean, the scariest thing is the sound of it running up behind you. Because uh, you, you can hear it moving. It, its footsteps quite relatively loudly. So I reckon if you mm. add surround sound, it would be a big help to figuring out where the alien is. Because you have the motion track. Oh, yeah. I think that just the sound would be pretty damn good. Because the thing with the motion track on hard mode, like it, the alien can hear the motion tracker. So you can't use it when it's nearby, really. Mm. Um, I managed to figure out that, so if it's most of the time, if it sees you, you're dead, but actually there are, even on hard, there are circumstances where you actually can escape, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so you do have a chance. So like if it sees you from down the end of a corridor, like quite a long corridor, which is quite likely if there are long corridors and, and you know, you've, you've waited for it to disappear off your motion tracker and then you're moving, but then it, it appears at the end of the corridor, which is where it would be if it was out of your motion detector range, right? But if mm. it sees you at the end, it kind of makes a hissing sound so you can tell it's seen you. And then if you peg it for a hiding place and manage to shut yourself inside a locker, you can it actually escape. Yeah. yeah, it'll come up to the locker and then it will be confused and then wander off. And then even when you... um. Even when it comes to like sniff the locker, there's like a little mini game. I mean, the main thing is you want to lean backwards, like by hitting the back key um, mm. all the time you're in a locker. Because cause, uh, one thing you lean back, basically, which makes it harder to detect you. Also, it means you can see the whole of the motion tracker when you're inside the locker, if you lean oh, back, I see. which okay. you otherwise can't. Um, and but it can hear the motion tracker when you're if you're using it when you're in a locker and it's nearby. So you, oh really? Huh. Yeah. So that's what killed Ho when I was watching her play. She was like, "Well, why did it kill me? I was hiding." It's like, well, it can hear the beeping of the thing if you're trying to use it. So you, it's okay though, because I mean, if you're if it's beeping really really quickly, you might as well put it away because yeah, it's just in the room. So you might as well just listen for it at that point. Um. But yeah. I think that game would wind me up something rotten. But... It's cool. I mean, the alien but, itself yeah, is it really cool. Definitely... It's huge. And the way it moves through environments is really good, and it is scary when it like moves past you. I think one thing I would change is actually, I think the death sequences are a bit too long. Like, oh, I think okay. yeah, you got yeah. a bit carried away with the animation there. Uh, I think it's it's good enough to have really good animation of it moving around the levels and watching it, you know, in a dynamic environment. I think by the time you are definitely dead, you might as well have it last like a second. I think it'd be scary if it just went to black, you know, after it, you know. Oh, well, a bit like some of these, like, the YouTube jump scare games where it's just like, bah! Yeah, pretty much. I mean, again. that's how it is in, in, the, in the original Alien film. There's, there's just a shot where it's sort of 
opens its arms and kill and, and that's all you get like a second of it going and then that, that guy's obviously dead right mm. i think that would be better because i don't really like the i prefer the death animations when it gets you from behind and it just sort of stabs you or or, or whatever yeah, and you're the looking one where down it, and seeing the spike come through slowly yeah that that's better but no, well, that's quite a see, long one though yeah they're a bit too long anyway but i mean when you can see its face it becomes a bit less scary because i, I think the, the teeth are a little bit too silvery or something it doesn't mm. look scary enough and and you just you're going to see that a lot if you're playing in hard mode because it's going to kill you all the time so i think it'd be better if they were just shorter um but uh yeah but yeah so yeah or at least give you the ability to sort of just press a button to end the sequence and say just get to a menu or something well i guess so they're not that they're not that long but, no, um, but it wouldn't be like it. Perhaps they 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 look quite cool as they are, but at the same time, just press a button to like, okay, I'm dead. Fine, I just want to get back to trying again. Please. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's going okay. I shall report back with further progress. Especially the thing I quite liked about like transistor because it's like I guess not nothing to load most of the time. Like if you do want to go back to the a checkpoint, mm. like you just go to the menu, quickly hit retry, and you're like there in an instant. It's like fine, I want to do that again. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I can't. I can't accept this overload. Yeah, now making the overload system all the more pointless. Yeah. I, in fairness, I did put up with it on a couple of occasions. Well, yes. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, and then there, there were a few moments where it's like, no, I'm gonna fucking like. There's a section towards the end where it's like, actually, there aren't, there, there's a spell where there isn't a checkpoint for a while. Really, and it's, the the biggest. I, well, not really the biggest problem. One of the biggest problems with it is that there should be a way for it to de- detect if the only skill you have left doesn't actually do any damage, like jolt, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, you're fucked. Sorry. I never actually died, died. Mm-hmm. I never let it get to that. Yeah. Study. I don't know. I haven't seen what happens. <laughs> not anything interesting. No. But from my understanding of the story, that's that sort of breaks the story a little. It's like, well, but what if I didn't? But I suppose it's the same with any story. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. You don't You're always supposed to succeed. Anything, any more for any more in podcast no, towns? Or should we actually listen to that buzzer that went off like 20 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be about that time. Thanks for joining us, listeners. Um, check back, uh, uh, check out our youtube channel for a nice video for these guys playing transistor our half game of the year 2014 half um, uh, if if only we have we need to get some kind of capture thing so we can complete the other half there's got to be a way anyway not for a wee <laughs> oh, well the wee's hdmi oh, yeah, so and an el gato will do because the job. now it is yeah not the old wii. oh yeah no, the wii, yeah not the, old <laughs> the wii, 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 wii yes. the wii u we can do stuff the wii u with, yeah like once I mean. if i get a capture card but yeah, but for the time I, being, I check out. Me, I have to keep my out. shopping list to a minimum, being all wedding focused. I was watching you guys playing Worms United the other day as well. That was fun. <laughs> check One out of our video. most popular videos yeah. for some reason. Yeah, check it out. It's really popular and awesome. Don't know why it is, but never mind. Yep. Uh, so stay tuned to that channel and to the salad in general for updates. And uh, we'll be back with another podcast in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Are we getting anything out of you, Dick? No.